0: Hello and welcome to Media Made, the show into which we, year by year, explore the movies, music, and TV, the most invaded in our lives. I am your host, legendary Pokemon, Rod, and I'm joined by...
1: Some dumb kid, Jess.
0: It is a... It's going to be a very, very big episode, this episode. Is it? Yeah. Because is it? in addition to Jess's show... <laughs> Why'd you
1: say it like that?
0: We're also going to be talking about the largest media franchise on the planet... <laughs> Uh, You've seen the episode title, you know what we're going to talk about in segment two. It's going to be a big one. But hey, if you're new to the show, let me explain. Uh, Jess and I, we have gone through a list of every television show released in the year 1997, and we have decided which show each of us have watched the most in our lives. The most episodes of the shows that we're going to talk about today. Right. Uh, You know, if you were a young millennial in the year, probably 1999, you too had your life invaded by my television show. (laughs) But yeah, we'll get there, we'll get there, we'll get there. But we also do episodes on movies and, and music, so if you want to hear a movie episode or music episode about 97 or years past, you can do so. If you would like. We're not telling you to,
1: but we're also telling you to.
0: So yeah, like I said, we've got a lot of business to get to, so we're just going to jump right in and talk about Just this Show of 1997. Debuting August 31st, 1997 on ABC, featuring the voice talents of Ross Malinger, Ricky Deshawn Collins... Pamela Adlon, Ashley Johnson, Jason Davis, and Cortland Mead, created by Paul Germain and Joe and Insulibahir and Okay. I'm pretty sure that's how you say that. I, uh, it up. I believe you. That is, recess. <laughs> <laughs> Good old recess.
1: <sighs> do you remember a time when we had recess?
0: I do. I feel like that th- this segment, at least we're going to be able to talk about some elementary school stories because the show is like good for that.
1: Is this going to be Spar- a feel good show? or Sparking. No, I think
0: it's a feel good show.
1: Oh, so I shouldn't share
0: my story. Uh, you could share your bad stories I if you, you want. I said
1: you wanted it to be feel good.
0: Well, feel good, feel bad. I think it, it comes with the territory in elementary school, right?
1: Makes this me show.
0: Good. If anything, the show teaches kids that hey, good things and bad things happen at recess and beyond. Yeah, it's a universal experience. Mm-hmm. Recess.
1: That's true. Do you do they have recess in other countries? Do they call it I something don't different? No. All it's not recess. The show. <laughs> well, that, it really is dip- the break time.
0: I really don't know, and I think the answer to that question will sh- like go to show like how successful this show was in other countries, right? Mm. It's like. This show seems pretty true to life regarding like American elementary school. Yeah, but
1: (laughs) I mean, okay.
0: (laughs) At least my my school for sure is. You had
1: native kindergartners.
0: Okay, we'll get to it. (laughs) I I think there's a lot of threads you know that I can connect in my own elementary school life. So this show is pretty true to life, uh, and and I don't know if kids in other countries had similar experiences. Yeah, kids in this show. Me neither. But uh, before we talk about uh, the making of *Recess*, I guess we got to talk about what it is. Tell tell the kids what what is *Recess* about.
1: It's about a ragtag group of multicultural kids, much like in *Hey Arnold*, but better drawn. Going to school, but we don't actually ever see them in class.
0: Very briefly, do we see them in class?
1: We see them. On the playground. Yeah. And that's where the business happens.
0: And recess at this school is like this weird microcosm of like socioeconomic systems and yeah. classism and yeah. all this crazy stuff. It's like the kids have their own little world at recess, you know, and they have they ca- govern themselves badly or goodly, depending on the episode. They got casts and classes and all kinds of crazy stuff.
1: They've got laws unto themselves they do
0: they have a constitution yep <laughs> it's it's it i don't know it adds a lot of gravitas and importance to being a kid at, at school you know and those unspoken rules that kids kind of operate under it, yeah it provides like i don't know like an actual law to those unspoken laws
1: i wonder because i i don't know that i watched this and i was like In school, going like, oh, well, we need a king (laughs) or we need a da 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 da. But I wonder how many like people watched, like kids watched this and they were like, oh, we're gonna be the Ashleys. We don't see the Ashleys in this episode, or we're gonna be the like
0: the king. We're gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I feel like we'll talk about it as we talk about the different characters, but like, I think it must have influenced in some degree, like, how kids saw their own group. In you know, in relation to other groups on the the playground, right? Yeah. Oh, those are the sixth graders. Obviously they're the ones in charge. Right. That kind of thing. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So tell us where did you uh where did you watch recess? On the TV. Were you a fan of Disney's one Saturday morning?
1: Was this Disney?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I guess we watched it on Disney Plus. This is very much a yeah, Disney's Saturday morning cartoon thing. Did you watch it on Saturday morning? No. I I me neither. I mean, where else
1: was it? Because I definitely didn't.
0: Well, we'll get to it because I I, I, on Saturday mornings, I was watching a different channel. Yeah. (laughs) Well, when this show debuted, I was probably watching Fox Kids because I wanted to watch Power Rangers. But it eventually did start airing on the Disney Channel. And that's where I watched it. You know, I remember coming home from school, doing my homework, you know, probably like third, fourth, fifth grade, just, you know, having the TV on as I sat there doing my homework and recess was on.
1: Was it syndicated? Did it get syndicated? Because I don't know that I watched it off of
0: Disney. I don't think so, because it it aired on it aired on ABC first run. And then Disney took it over. It like it was synd- it wasn't syndicated, but it was airing daily on the Disney Channel. And then they also aired it on UPN.
1: Yeah, I have no idea where I watched this. I don't have great memory kids. Um this is why you kids can get away with anything. You can be like, no, you totally said that. <laughs> But did you
0: did the show appeal to you?
1: Uh yeah, I like I liked cartoons. <laughs> I enjoyed cartoons. I enjoyed the spunkiness of some of the characters. Um I'm pretty sure even before I understood the term shipping, I was a mad shipper of some characters in the show. <laughs>
0: TJ Spinelli? Yeah. Or Gus and Mikey?
1: No, <laughs> that was not something that was on my radar until you said it
0: while we were watching. I was it. like, "Oh yeah, Gus and Mikey. I want them to have a happy life together." <laughs> uh, but it's too much blonde for one relationship. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I like. I said, yeah, I just I watched it on Disney Channel in the afternoon, and I always like. I always thought it was fine. It was a good show, you know. It was like I was as we talked about. I was much more of a Nickelodeon guy, mm-hmm. but I always liked this show. And, yeah, uh, I well, think
1: I think it had like character it had moxie this it, it did. if anything describes the show it, it had moxie it, it had has moxie, moxie
0: for sure but uh, as we also will find out here in a second uh, this show actually has a lot of Nickelodeon DNA
1: that makes sense like yeah. I really felt like it was closer to being a Nicktoon than a Disney joint
0: should I get into it
1: yeah let's get on into it let's get our fingers dirty like the diggers
0: all right so wow the- you
1: gotta pronounce that d really hard <laughs>
0: So the history of recess is also in a way the history of Disney's one Saturday morning block on ABC. So in 1996, the Walt Disney Company acquired Capital Cities ABC Inc, the parent company of the ABC network. That was you know a big a big deal because mm-hmm. right? I remember watching the Wonderful World of Disney on uh, ABC
1: right that that tagline sounds familiar.
0: And they that would have you know uh, what's it called? Uh, brandy uh cinderella with brandy like oh
1: yeah hammerstein
0: that, that that aired on the wonderful world yes. of disney
1: yes that's where i saw that magnificent work of art
0: disney ceo michael eisner immediately sought to overhaul abc's saturday morning cartoon block to compete with fox kids and kids wb uh because as we talked about in our 1993 tv episode fox kids was hitting it big yeah with the power rangers okay? yeah they power were rangers are still going strong <laughs> Um, and and so Disney, like obviously Michael Eisner, he's a, he's a tough cookie. He, he wants in on that action. So he's like, huh, kids, kids, they're watching cartoons on Fox. Well, they should be on here. they should be watching ABC. <laughs> so ex Warner Brothers animation producer Peter Hastings, who had hit it big with Animaniacs and Peaky in the Brain a few years prior, joined Disney to develop this new Saturday morning block. Uh, he pitched the concept that Saturday morning is different from every other day of the week. With each day represented as buildings. So it was like, there were like these different, I I watched it. It was like the intro to one Saturday morning was like showing all the different days of the week as different buildings in a city. And they were all like drab and like factory-like, except for Saturday, which looked like a lot of fun. Oh my gosh. So they would introduce the block where, kids, you're entering one Saturday morning and... They enter this, like, fun warehouse building that's full of surprises and fun, uh, and that's Disney's One Saturday Morning. Okay. And uh, Hastings also pitched the idea of using virtual sets, even though he had no idea what he was talking about. (laughs) Basically, a virtual set is um, folks standing in front of a green screen, but what's projected behind them when they do post-production is a 3D animated, full 3D space so they've got 3D animators to build virtual sets in the computer. And that was novel at the time. Yeah. It's pretty standard everywhere today. Yeah. But that was not seen, especially not on television. Yeah. Um, so, you know, today you see the Mandalorian. Those are all digital sets. Yeah. But uh, Disney one Saturday morning was breaking new ground.
1: Well, I mean, they're breaking new ground with the Mandalorian, too. You know, got to keep breaking that ground.
0: Disney's One Saturday Morning utilized Disney-produced cartoons already airing on EBC and a slate of new shows. One of those shows was Recess.
2: Ooh.
0: Yeah, Recess was actually, I think, the second show to run on Disney's One Saturday Morning.
1: Okay. What was the first?
0: 101 Dalmatians. Oh. The series.
1: Oh. Yeah. I'm sure it was something.
0: I Yeah, I didn't even watch that. I,
1: I don't at all. And I was
0: a fan of the first... uh Movie? The, 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 yeah, like the cartoon movie from the mm. 70s. Recess was created by Paul Germain and Joe Encilabahir. <laughs> Encilabahir. Uh The duo had met at UCLA Film School and, beginning in 1990, worked together at Nickelodeon. So the Nickelodeon connection is already there. Aye. So here was brought on as a story editor for Rugrats, a series co-created by Germain. So we've mentioned Paul Germain back in our 1991 TV episode, because that show was co-created by Paul Germain and Klasky Chupo. Okay, right. So Paul Germain was the third guy. <laughs> in 1994, Germain went on to produce Ah, Real Monsters for Nickelodeon, while Anselba here partnered with Craig Bartlett to develop a little show called Hey Arnold for Nickelodeon. He even co-wrote the pilot.
1: Oh, so, wow. Wait, yeah, yeah, the yeah. pilot where he's getting out of church?
0: No, 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 uh, Arnold, uh, you have 24 hours to live. Oh, uh, okay. Right, so that's another show we talked about in the 96 TV episode, so, like, all of our shows were, you know, had a, you know, th- these men were, like, special sauce ingredients for those Nickelodeon Nicktoons. The pair of Jermaine and Encilaba and here came together again to pitch and develop a new show for Disney's One Saturday Morning. They came up with Recess. Oh, yeah. Inspired by their own elementary school memories and the 1978 NBC sitcom Taxi. I guess they just wanted to draw on the tone and camaraderie present in Taxi.
1: I, I thought Taxi was a movie. Taxi Driver. Taxi so- Driver
0: and Taxi are also movies. But Taxi was an old school sitcom where it was just like cabbies hanging out in the taxi station. So it was Cheers, but in a carport? Very similar, yeah. And they (laughs) wanted that camaraderie present in Taxi in Recess.
1: That's weird. That's weird. Mm -hmm. I want to watch a couple episodes of Taxi.
0: Recess first aired on NBC on August 31st, 1997 as a sneak preview for which it transitioned to ABC's Disney's, Disney's, (laughs) after which it transitioned to Disney's one Saturday morning programming block. So it was like a special episode, you know, it was like special primetime sneak preview for recess before it showed up on Saturday morning, I guess. They would do that sometimes.
1: Yeah. Like it's a almost like a backdoor pilot. It's like,
0: well, it's sort of like to get the kids excited. Hey, kids, are you, you know, are you ready? Yeah. get wa- Wake up early tomorrow and watch recess. This is, here's a first taste. Eat some recess. While one Saturday morning was due to premiere September 6th, coverage, <laughs> coverage by all U.S. networks of the funeral of Princess Diana pushed back the premiere one week to September 13th.
1: Well. Yep, I
0: said it happened. And it happened. It did. So rest in peace, Princess Di, I guess.
1: I guess. <laughs> Why I guess.
0: Uh, Recess was the third show to air on one Saturday morning. So it wasn't the. wasn't
1: the second. It wasn't the second. Like it, wasn't the second
0: it was the third. You lied to Behind me. Behind 101 Dalmatians a the Series and Disney's Doug.
1: Oh, I love Disney's dog.
0: Because Disney had bought Doug by this point. So, Ah. Another, uh, no, Disney, Doug crossed company lines. Ooh. He, he went from Nick to Disney.
1: Just like the Germain and...
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Recess was directly followed by Pepper Ann.
1: Pepper Ann?
0: I never watched that one.
1: I watched some of it. I always got her mixed up with Pippi Longstockings. Not like they're anything alike. It's just they both have red hair.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah, some about Pepper Ann, I just like wrote off, I guess. I was just like, don't, not, not interested in that one.
1: Eh, it's but, a fine show. I think you'd be fine with it as an adult man, but you also oh, I'm would sure. just wouldn't watch it as an adult man. You're like, okay, that's fine. I'm sure but that's also on Disney else. Plus. It's true.
0: But that's recess. Ah, that's all we got.
1: That's nice. Well, kids, I guess we'll see you later. We're going to go take a break now. <laughs> no, we're going to
0: talk, talk about the episode. No, now. You it's said recess it's
1: time. recess. The school oh, bell's going to start. I want to eat my pizza.
0: So let's talk about these uh, this, this first episode, because we only watched one episode. We watched the first episode of Recess.
1: And it's a two-part. It's
0: a two-parter. Uh, every episode of Recess, or almost every episode, features two segments. Yes. 15 minutes each. Or yes. 11 minutes, I guess. So the first one is actually called The Break-In.
3: Poor TJ really loose then in there. A kid without Recess? It's too horrible for words. Well, I say we go in there and bust him out. An admirable suggestion, Spinelli, but based on my calculations, any attempt of rescue has a
1: 70% likelihood of failure.
0: Gotta bust him out.
1: Busting makes me feel
0: good. Oh, gosh. All right, so Recess. Um, you heard some of the main characters in that last clip, but it's a set of... Five. It's just four it, right now. No, no, it's normally a cast of six kids. Right. But this episode, this segment, only features the, fi- the, the, the five. Right. Because the sixth hasn't shown up yet. No. But correct. Let's hear from those five kids in the first scene of Recess.
3: Tomato surprise! Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the lunchroom, last time I ate this stuff, my gut was on fire for a week. It's like acid, citric acid, actually, and a carbon base, electromagnetically heated to create a synthetic compound, which has some admirable qualities. You mean it's okay to eat? No, I mean, if you let it age, it can burn a hole in a concrete floor. He doesn't have too far to go right now.
0: You heard almost all all five of them in there. Yeah. I don't think you heard little Mikey, big Mikey. Little big Mikey. Mikey's little in heart. Um, He's
1: big in heart. Big in heart, little in in the in in speech. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. So who are the gentle? Fi- he's gentle. Who are the five characters, and let's let's talk about the characters and just you know. they're- I'm gonna be
1: honest. I old. don't know all of their names.
0: So who's the main kid? TJ. TJ he's Theodore. A smart guy. <laughs> no, it's T- TJ. He's voiced by Ross Malinger. Uh, he's basically the '90s cool kid of the group. Yeah. He's got a backwards hat. We always wanted. We all wanted to be. Tell me, you wanted to be TJ. Not really. Yeah, you did. No, let me get you a hat. I want to be friends with TJ. Let me put a hat on you backwards. He's like the class clown. He's the leader of the group, that, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, who else? Spinelli. There is spaghetti. Ashley Spinelli, who is a she, <laughs> she's voiced by she's voiced by Pamela Adlon, who is uh, I know her most as the voice of Pajama Sam from the Pajama Sam video games. Mm. So when she talks, I just hear. Pajama Sam. She's also Bobby from uh, King of the Hill. Right, right. But uh, Spinelli is a, like a tomboy. Yeah, t- tough chick. I get
1: that's definitely the the term that you would use in this uh, day and age. So
0: she's, got, she's a ba- got a
1: cool beanie on that I I want.
0: She's got a bad attitude,
1: like Michael Jackson bad.
0: She's gonna like you know sock you one that kind of thing. Ah. Uh, she's constantly threatening everybody.
1: Well, sometimes people need some threats.
0: Who else isn't? Gretchen. Gretchen Grundler, <laughs> voiced by Ashley Johnson, who would go on to be uh, Ellie from The Last of Us. You pointed that out.
1: Yeah, and I was I, actually,
0: I was so very much surprised by that.
1: That I pointed it
0: out. That 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 is true. It, it oh is her, no, yeah.
1: I like I hear I know Ashley Johnson's voice. I like she's in a lot of media intake, but I knew you would know her as Ellie, which is why I, so I was like, yeah, it's the Ellie.
0: <laughs> but Gretchen's the nerd. You heard yeah. her like talking about uh, the chemical composition of their gross tomato uh, Their soup.
1: citric acid.
0: Yeah. Uh, she so she's you know just kind of like this nerdy girl with glasses and she likes chemistry and
1: you can tell she's nerdy because she has glasses and pigtails
0: and she likes math
1: and she likes maths.
0: Who else? Mikey. Mikey is he, he? I don't think he said anything in that last clip, but he is just a just a large a boy.
1: lovable giant.
0: He's he's the the yeah
1: yeah he's the one who doesn't seem to be in the fourth grade
0: <laughs> giant with a heart of gold yeah. Soft-spoken. He's like six foot
1: and all the other kids are three foot.
0: And the other kid. Black kid. <laughs> That's Vince. McMahon. Um, he's voiced by Ricky Deshaun Collins and he's black kid.
1: You can't say that. That's my word. I
0: don't know. What, what are the, I don't know anything about Vince. His
1: name. He's basketball. He's sporty. He is sporty. I guess so. Yeah, he's
0: wearing like a jersey all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he also he's also the one who usually is like playing stuff. He didn't play it in this game in this episode.
0: But he's like TJ's best friend. Like he's, yeah, he's I don't know. He seems like a, the wingman.
1: Yeah, go on, Vince.
0: So those are the, that's our our quintet of main characters here in this first episode. Uh, what happens? What's the plot of the break in?
1: Well, as you could hear from the uh, clip that you just
0: heard, heard.
1: <laughs> uh they are not so thrilled about their lunch. And Oh, oh,
0: I got to say something about that. Uh Gretchen, she talks about that if you let the the gross cafeteria food sit for too long, it'll burn a hole in the concrete. That's true. That reminded me of like gross school lunches that I would eat in elementary school all the way to high school. I remember in high school, they used to have It was chips and it was nachos. Basically, they gave us nachos, right? Right. It was like these little tortilla chips shaped like discs and uh, a little cup of like gross nacho cheese.
1: Plastic cheese.
0: Plastic cheese. It was warm, but not that warm. (laughs) It wasn't hot enough. And we realized that if you let it sit out too long, it would turn a gross gray and get really hard and sticky. And we found out that you could stick stuff to it. It was disgusting. And you're like, that's what it's it's doing in your tummy when you yeah. eat it. Yeah. So I, I totally get it. Like that's true to life having gross cafeteria food.
1: Here's the thing. I know we were talking about recess, but like cafeteria food in other countries far surpasses what we have here. Far surpasses. Far surpasses. They have actual meals,
0: put, not I'll take your word for it.
1: Pre-packaged crap. Anyway, I mean, school lunches, ugh, anyway, anyway.
0: So, yeah, they're not not thrilled about this gross food they gotta eat.
1: I don't think I really, we didn't really do, like, school lunches. I may have, like, maybe towards the end of my junior high years and into my high school years, I had the ability to, but by then I was eating, like, a giant 50 cent cookie and a soda for lunch. That's
0: what I was doing in high school. Yeah, yeah
1: that was that was my meal for most of high school <laughs> until I got a job and a car and the ability to leave campus. And then it was whatever I felt like
0: chili, chili cheese Fritos and Mountain Dew. Yeah, for a whole year.
1: Oh, no, I think mine was two or three years because I didn't I didn't get my license until the end of junior year. Anyway, yeah, um, so these
0: kids—they're not thrilled about their gross cafeteria food. And what do they do?
1: They sneak into the cafeteria like delinquents,
0: like the the kitchen area. Because yes, TJ basically says, "Like, hey, I'm just gonna go find the real food." And there's and the,
1: like a fridge that says
0: "Good food," but uh, they get caught by who? Miss Fenster Mrs. Finster, who's like this—I don't know what she is. She, a, I guess, is she a teacher? Is she the vice principal?
1: I don't know. She's, she's like one of two adults that we see She's this the episode. teacher
0: enforcer, basically.
1: Yeah, she's... I wouldn't call her the, like, aide.
0: She's the warden. She's the Mrs. Trunchbull.
1: Let's look at a
3: boy who seems to enjoy breaking school rules. A boy who scrawled crude chalk caricatures on Principal Prickly's door. And now this. Pilfering food from the cafeteria gets What do you suppose we should do with a boy this bad? Say, I have an idea.
0: No recess.
3: Why doesn't she just tear
1: out his soul?
3: (laughs)
0: It's the worst thing imaginable, having no recess. That's true.
1: Even as an adult, could you, like, when they're like, yeah, we're going to have to suspend breaks for a while. like No nope. break,
0: no lunch. Nope,
1: that's against OSHA <laughs> violations. I can't, is it OSHA? Would it be OSHA?
0: I don't know. I don't know, it's, it's violating something. I am violated by this. So, like, it's kind of funny, like, the, it takes the idea of recess where it's like, yeah, this is the point in school where all kids, they most look forward to going to recess. Right. You know, because they don't have to sit in the classroom, they don't have to learn anything, they don't have to, like, do math or science. They can just play kickball or basketball or run on the field or something, right? Yeah. Um, This show, and you actually heard it in the theme song a little bit, what it does is it turns up the idea that recess is like this free period, right, against a horrible experience being in the classroom. It turns it up to 11, where visually and aesthetically, it makes the school feel like a prisoner of war camp, POW camp. Yeah. So everything from the music, like the theme song especially, and like, Mrs. Finster's role is playing on old POW movies from, like, the, you know, 40s on. Right. right? I'm reminded, like, I, I said it when we listened to it, and other people pointed this out, too. The opening theme song reminds me straight up of um, The Great Escape. hmm And I also am reminded of Hogan's Heroes and Stalag 17. All these POW movies, that's what the show is kind of going for. Uh, calling those things to mind, because kids... When they're in school, they feel like prisoners of war, and recess is the only time where they get to be free. Yeah, and the teachers and the you know faculty are all overseeing them like wardens in a in a POW camp. Right. And and like, what's what's the worst thing that a warden could do to their prisoner in school?
1: Take away yard time.
0: Take away recess time. Yes, yard, <laughs> yard time into the cooler. <laughs> <laughs> that, if you've seen uh, no but
1: you, i know you're talking about batman no
0: no the great escape oh uh if you if you crossed if you if you cross the nazis in the pow camp they put you in the cooler i
1: did not know that i you said that in such a way that i thought you were on with schwarzenegger being mr freeze
0: Co- uh solitary confinement three ah. weeks cooler you know that kind of thing <laughs> three weeks is a long time to then, be in uh, solitary yep and then uh steve mcqueen he'll just sit there and Throw a rubber ball against the wall for three Steve weeks. Steve McQueen is an, a character from Cars. That's Lightning McQueen.
1: Oh, ka
0: <laughs> So basically, T- poor TJ is stuck in the the auditorium or the the cafeteria
1: Well everyone's outside after lunch, running off their food energy.
0: Right, um, and his friends they want to, they want to bust him out. That's the plan. You heard it when because they're when good I, friends. Yes, everyone in the show supports each other, uh, but they so they don't really have a plan though. They, they so they seek out different characters from around the playground and this is I guess a pretty fun way to introduce your your main cast of mm-hmm. like secondary characters you know your cast of secondary characters all throughout the playground yeah uh, and you just they just go to each one one by one and they show who they are and you get a little bit of their thing yeah and and they try to recruit help basically yeah so name some kids that they go see they go see the d- 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 d-
1: diggers they
0: go see the diggers.
3: So let me get this straight. You want me and Sam to dig under the lunchroom, break through the floor, and buzz TJ out just so we can have recess? Um, yeah, that's about the size of it. Neat. Oh. See, I told you these guys are good. Hey, Dave, you're digging the wrong way. What are you, crazy? That's how you get to the principal's office. Hey, who are you calling crazy, stupid? 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 I'll show you, stupid! Ah! Ow! Hey!
0: They're not gonna help us, are they?
3: Not in a million years.
0: There's just two kids wearing mining helmets and they have shovels and they just dig all day. Yeah. Like that's what they do for the recess, is they dig yep. holes.
1: Were you allowed to say stupid as a kid? That was a No, bad no, word. I, I
0: thought the same thing. Yeah, because I had a we had like a, a babysitter, right? And mm-hmm. she would take us to school and stuff like that. That was like one of the worst words I could, you know, say. It's like no stupid. Oh wow. Can't say crap. Yep. Yeah, it was like no. That those are just like off limits.
1: Yeah. Why was stupid such a like because it's an insult,
0: I guess. Because I don't know. It,
1: like you can go around saying like, you fool.
0: Yeah, it's rude. Don't don't call the people it, stupid. It, it is rude. rude. It but is. like, yeah, that was yeah. And I remember as like you heard stupid on television. Oh, they said a bad word. Oh. You know, to, in my head that was the thing. It's like that's a bad word. Yeah. And I remember in Hey Arnold, they used to say crap sometimes, and I always thought that was oh wow they're cursing in my cartoon. Yeah. Uh, who else do they meet? Swing girl. Swinger. This is her name.
1: Swinger! Swing! 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 I'm telling you,
3: the Swinger's always up for new adventure. She loves this kind of stuff. What's she doing now? Trying to go over the top of the swing set to boldly go where no kid has gone before. Great! Will she help us? Sure! As soon as she gets back from the nurse.
0: So she's just a little girl who wears like a Amelia Earhart hat. And, um, and she swings and uh, I, there's another girl that we were introduced to but I didn't get the clip but she like hangs upside down right that's her thing she gets on the pull-up bars and she just hangs, hangs upside, upside down. down
1: they do a small montage of them going to people that we don't actually hear about. right right
0: I'm like that reminded me of when I was in elementary school right like it seemed like to me there wasn't like a group of kids that were like this is what they do that's their thing it's like oh yeah that's the swinging kit that's yeah. the jungle gym kit it's like no, but it did feel like when I was thinking back to my elementary school, it seemed like every month, it's probably like every two weeks, we just had a different thing where we were into. Like, I remember a short period of time where everyone was into going onto the pull-up bars and doing like flips and things mm-hmm. off the pull-up bars. And that was what we did for like two weeks. Huh. And then we just moved on the next thing. And it was like, oh yeah, now we're into swinging and jumping off real hard, like jumping off real hard and like trying to like either jump really far or jump really high and like land on other people
1: wow it sounds like it was really nice to have friends in elementary school to do things with
0: what you weren't doing any fun things at
1: recess i would pick up trash i'm not even joking
0: well i mean the saddest thing i did at recess like there were there were a few times when i just like wasn't around other people but i would just walk around the 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 blacktop like i I i wouldn't talk to anybody it was just like there were times when it was just like all my other friends were doing something else and I just walked around by myself
1: I picked up trash and brought it to the 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 playground aides because um, they would give you green tickets or gold tickets for like good work and those were the only people who would interact with me and they would only interact with me if I brought them something and showed them good work
0: oh you're like a little Randall
1: I'm done Goodbye now. (laughs) Goodbye now.
3: Miss Finster, Miss Finster. Those girls over there said a bad word. Good boy, Randall. Here's a cookie.
1: I like cookies.
0: Good job, Jessica. Here's a green slip. (laughs) Your school had good green slips. We had bad ones.
1: We had red cards. Those were the bad ones.
0: No, when I was a kid, like, to get a green slip was, like, a bad thing. Because you had to take it home and get it signed by your parents. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I maybe got two green slips in my whole... Time at elementary school, you know. Do you want me to tell a story that I've never told anyone ever, not even my parents? Why are you going to tell the kids before you tell me? Here we're. all I'm going to tell it all. Everyone's going to know. Uh, I think I was in second. This must have been. This seems like second grade, right? There were like some older kids who were like play fighting with a friend, like one of my best friends, right? Mm-hmm. And. It seemed like they, they were all roughhousing, right? And, like, legitimate roughhousing, like, wrestling and, like, throwing sand at each other and stuff like that. Right. One kid came up, confronted me, and, like, looked me down like he was going to beat me up, you know? And I think we were, looking back, we were all just roughhousing. And he was not expecting what was going to happen. <laughs> Let's just say my parents had bought a VHS copy of Titanic. And uh, at the climax of Titanic, young Rose, when confronted by her horrible fiancé – Spits in his face. I just hocked a loogie straight in this (sighs) kid's face. And he freaked out.
1: Why would you do that? Because I was a stupid kid. Why would you do that? I'm a stupid kid. Oh, gosh. He's so unclean. Let's pray for his soul right now. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, that that (laughs) was a bad thing. And I deserved to be punished. You did deserve to be punished. Were you punished? I was given a green slip and told to take it home. I didn't show my parents. And I just ducked that kid. And that aid for, like, it seemed like the rest of the year. You're a delinquent. Like, she must have just forgot.
1: You were a juvenile delinquent. I was, yeah. Who? What kind of aid? I would not forget if a child spit in someone's... That is the thing. Nope. That came from somewhere. I need to make sure this doesn't happen again.
0: So, yeah. I was so ashamed. I've never told that story to anybody. (laughs) You should feel ashamed. (laughs) I'm going to shame you more for this. It was 20 years ago. No. Anyway, um... Come to... So who who else do the kids go to seek help from to get TJ out of detention or whatever?
1: No comment. <laughs> there are um, some uncomfortable caricatures that do not at age at all well.
0: I don't know about more than one. The only one I can remember is Guru Kid. They confront Guru Kid. Yes, that is one.
3: Oh, great Guru Kid detention, then we know not what to do. Consider the bumblebee. Alone, he's worth nothing. But with his fellow bees, he becomes a swarm and enjoys bountiful quantities of honey.
0: Guru kid, he sits on a mat in the grass with a... In a lotus pose. With a shirt wrapped around his head like a turban of some kind. Yep. And he is meant to like, he's supposed to like I don't know. Dispense wisdom. Yeah, he looks like like some kind of Indian sh- shaman or, you know, like, mystic. It's a vibe
1: they're going for. It doesn't pass the check.
0: Yeah, but you can clearly get
1: what they're doing.
0: It's certainly not appropriate and wouldn't be in a show today.
1: Correct.
0: Yeah, but yeah, it was. We were just like, oh, that no. is also
1: a reoccurring character, from what I can remember.
0: Oh, no. Oh, no. And also, the show makes it, like, they, they are sure to tell you that he's full of it. He saw, he tells everyone the same thing. Yeah. Like, consider the bumblebee. Right? Yeah, it so. doesn't matter
1: what your question is. It's the same thing.
0: So, not very respectful. So, I'm guessing the other problematic characters that you want to talk about are the kindergartners? Yes. Hello?
3: We have come for the land of the big kids across the wide playground to ask your help. I'm gonna try the aluminum foil. Look, shiny metal. Do you like the shiny metal? If you help us, we'll give you the shiny metal. What do you say, kindergartners? Let's eat them. Run! <coughs>
0: So this one I don't think is as in a like I don't know I don't think it's disrespectful or problematic. It's just like these little kids are like primitive little tribal children.
1: What are the specific imagery that they are using to to draw these quote unquote native savages?
0: Yeah, they, they look like native peoples. Yeah yeah okay. That's that's the I, I problem. Got, all right all right. Okay. <laughs> I get what you're saying. I was like at least there's no bones in their noses or something like that off color but there's
1: headdresses there's face paints
0: fair enough fair, <laughs> fair enough i do think they're they're on to what could have been a funny joke like the joke is the children are just like unrefined yes like just savages like yes said, they're, right? yeah yeah they they didn't need to be depicted in any type of culture but yeah they're just like these and they're and the wild animals they are anarchists right and i've always said this i was like children they're not human beings they're animals and <laughs> no no more, the, the kindergartners of the show are wild animals, and they just, like, you know, they could be corralled and coerced, but, like, they are just, like, you know, this... All
1: instinct there's this, and hunger.
0: Yeah, there's this ravenous group of little, like, children, mm-hmm. little monsters. Um,
1: They have, like, another kid tied up on a pole.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, you know, so um, th- that that's another element of the show that was true to life for my elementary school. The kindergartners had their own playground, oh, separate yeah. from... Yeah. The main playground. Um, So, like, it was a big, I remember, like, when I, in 1997, I was going into kindergarten. We Mm -hmm. talked about that. So, it was like, I would go in and we'd play in our little playground. And there were, like, two times throughout the year where all the older kids, and I can only assume they were probably doing their California state testing. Mm -hmm. So, the playground was, like, empty. (laughs) So, the kindergartners were allowed to play on the big kids' playground (laughs) for, like, a day.
1: You're like, whoa, (laughs) so much space.
0: Yeah. So that's true. It happened.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Same here. The kindergartners were always fenced off, because um, I, I assume you didn't want to lose them in all of the yeah all of the the trees of the bigger kids.
0: Or, they need more supervision.
1: They do need more supervision, and they also need like a lot more training. And yeah. I think like kids that are older but not like think about old it. Kids are like not the best at just being. Hey. That's mine. Stop. (laughs) Some of these kids
0: probably have never, like some of them have never been to school before. You know, they never used a public restroom before. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Socializing in a small pen.
0: And so we're talking about the youngest kids. Let's talk about the oldest kid. Who's the last person they go and try to get help from? King
1: Bob the Beeper
0: King. (laughs) King Bob.
1: You hear that? The fourth graders need my help.
3: (laughs) 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 Of course you need my help. Everyone needs my help. I'm the king. Great. So you'll help us? I didn't say that. You see, being king of the playground is a heavy responsibility. It is I who must make sure the first graders don't get too uppity. It is I who must make sure us sixth graders are treated with respect. I can't be helping every single kid with every single problem they bring to me. My royal mind is just too busy. You
1: understand? Too busy. Stoop kid's voice.
0: That is... That is not Stoop Kid. That is Hey Arnold. That's Arnold.
1: No, no, no. That's
0: the first season Arnold.
1: Incorrect. It's him. TJ is the voice of Arnold.
0: No, it's not. <laughs> uh, so that was that was fun. That was another connection to our previous TV episode. But uh, King Bob, he's a sixth grader, and mm-hmm. he legit wears a crown. He sits on the top of the jungle gym in a throne.
1: He's got a a unibrow and a hockey stick.
0: Kids like fan him and like carry him around on a platform.
1: A bot it's
0: a, a leggy Uber. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a leggy Uber. We talked about it. We, like, there was no king at my school. But yeah. the younger kids did respect the sixth graders, you know, because like I, I'm pretty sure when I went to elementary school, everyone from first grade to sixth grade hung out on the playground. I'm pretty sure that's how it went. You mm-hmm. know, I, maybe and maybe this is true. Maybe they had first through third and then fourth through sixth separately. I can't remember.
1: We had like recesses or like lunches at different times. There was like, because there's too many kids. Yeah. And the so playground wasn't. That might have, big that might have been
0: me too then. But yeah, like even when you, let's say even third grade, right? Yeah. You're in third grade and there are sixth graders on the playground. You respect them. It's like yeah. they get first dibs on the handball courts, they get first dibs on the ba- the basketball courts, whatever, right? It was just, that's just the way it was. I wouldn't know.
1: I like trying not to be like a sad sack. I'm not like being mean, but I was like sitting here thinking like, did I show is like, I literally didn't interact with anyone until middle school. And I've blocked most of middle school out. Um, Goodness. So I can't speak to that, but I do know that like my elementary school went from K to sixth grade. But then when I was about third grade, they discontinued sixth grade. So sixth oh, wow. grade moved up to middle school. So I stayed in my elementary school until the fifth grade. And then the sixth grade I went to middle school. Wow. To a different school. You got
0: you missed out on a whole year of recess.
1: I did, but the sixth graders in my middle school, much like the kindergartners, had their own space. Oh, wow. Not like our own playground, but all the sixth grade classrooms were like on the west side. Like that's where they all were. And then the eighth and uh, seventh grade, like you would just be peppered throughout the building. So all the sixth grade teachers were in the same side. So you would like stay more or less in the same area. But like gym was still on the same in in the same gym on the same field and different things like that. Um, but it was interesting because that was our first taste of like Rotation periods. Yeah, yeah. And also no more
0: uniforms. You had to wear uniforms in elementary school? Yep. Oh my goodness.
1: Elementaries, K through five uniforms. You
0: you definitely went to a different school than I did. (laughs) And... the same like the, the school that's presented here in this in this show. Yeah, that's no why I was always like, recess.
1: "What is this?" They wow. Don't... You know, honestly, again, I'm just gonna complain. Compare it to some different countries, not all of them, but some countries. I'm specifically thinking about <laughs> Asian ones right now. Um, there isn't dr- there isn't dress code or uniforms until middle school. Like everything under that is like free form dress, whatever you want. But once you go to middle and high school, you have to wear uniforms.
0: Interesting, that's wild. Yeah, I was like, I learned something today. You had to wear a uniform <laughs> yep. in the fifth grade, that's crazy.
1: Also, like, unless it was winter, we weren't allowed to wear pants as girls. Wow. Yeah, we had to wear squirts or skirts.
0: That's not okay, no. don't, make, don't make kids do with that. Nope, That was
1: really not great. <laughs>
0: All right, so how they they appeal to Bob, and King Bob is like, no, no, no go. I will not help this dumb kid.
1: Who does he think he is calling
3: TJ some dumb kid? Now, Spinelli, you promise? You sit there on your sixth grade butt, ruling over the playground like some sort of big shot. Well, let me tell you something, Mr. Playground King. You are nothing but some dumb kid. Spinelli! Uh, she didn't mean that, your highness. I'm afraid I have to concur with my violent friend. Gretchen. <laughs> well, I mean, technically she is correct. Bob is dumb and he is a kid. Yeah, and if you think about it, we're all just some dumb kid to somebody in this crazy mixed-up universe.
0: And then all the kids share about how, you know, how they've all been called some dumb kid by somebody. Yeah. Uh, my favorite is, like, one of King Bob's, like, secret service agents. He's, right. They got the little, like, thing, <laughs> microphone. Squiggly mic earbud. Earpiece, and he's got sunglasses on, and he's like, my mom called me some dumb kid this morning. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. Getting a window into that kid's life. Uh. And, of course, Bob takes that to heart and reconsiders.
1: Yeah. So
3: next time you go around calling a guy some dumb kid, just remember this. You're one, too. And let's face it, Bob. If us dumb kids don't stand up for each other, who will? The girl's right. Kids are the playground! The dumb kids should be freed!
0: What do the kids do? They band
1: together to save the TJ.
0: They do. like All the kids with all their different skill sets are able to, like, get... TJ spring him from the joint basically like swinger kid jumps off like or like flings somebody from the swing set up on top of the roof the kindergartners like t- tie a rope or something like that
1: I don't they they do a, they do a lot of s- stuff they do a lot of yeah, stuff they
0: they climb up the the they climb up some ropes to get to the roof or something i know that Gretchen has her gross uh, tomato soup acid <laughs> to bust in through the door. She, like, destroys a lock. The lock, lock, yeah. they can bust the door down, and they're able to get in and save TJ.
1: And they do that. They accomplish their mission.
0: They don't, actually. (laughs) Because TJ is also already trying to break out. He's like, I can't wait for you. I'm
3: free, I'm free, I'm free. TJ, what are you doing out there? What are you guys doing in there? That's my question as well. But since you seem so eager to return to the classroom... You'll be happy to learn that recess will be over just about now. <laughs> no. 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 No!
1: So that was about the time I was wondering how long is their recess anyway? Because they're doing a lot. This feels like longer than like I feel like you got 30 minutes after lunch and like fifteen before. Oh
0: man, I agree we got way more. Like we had, I think it was like 45 minutes for like morning recess. Did and I go to
1: a Catholic school? I'm I, texting my mom.
0: <laughs> and then lunchtime recess was like an hour and 15. An hour and 15? Something like that, yeah. I'm texting my mom. I want to call her, but I'm not going to call her yeah, while yeah. I'm online. My- lunchtime recess was longer than morning recess. But yeah, like basically that's where the show ends. That's like where that, the episode, this epi- half of the episode ends. Yeah, yeah, that segment ends where it's like, oh no, they gotta go back. And there's like a little scene at the very end where they're like, you guys really, you know, stuck out your necks for me. You, you all banded <laughs> together, thanks for that. You know, and it's just them, it's there to like, you know, cement the bond, the friendship that these characters share together. Yeah. <laughs> so we want to move on to the next segment. Okay. The next segment is called The New Kid.
1: Behold, we have a new new kid. From
3: now on, he will be known as the new kid. The new kid and nothing else. <laughs> How bad can it be?
0: So this is where they introduce the sixth character of the main cast. Yep. Gustav. Gustav. Um, and he's, Gus. <laughs> he's the new kid, and that, this whole episode is... Playing on the idea that like new kids, you know, get, they get the shaft a lot when coming they into a new you know, new school. It's
1: never, it's never good. It's never nice coming in as a new kid to a oh, situation. Like even as adults, right? Like I just got a new job and I'm the new kid. Like everybody has relationships with each other. I mean, that sounds, everyone has like a connection, a friendship or whatever, a working relationship. And I'm just like, hi, I'm new.
0: I can't speak from experience on a school level. It's like I, I, I was never, like, other than going to, you know, from elementary to middle school or to high school, I would never moved schools mid-year. Ever. Yeah. Did you ever?
1: No. We should have at one point because we moved, but uh, my parents used someone else's address so that we could remain at our schools.
0: Yeah, I, don't, I can understand it being difficult. Like, there were a lot of times where new kids would move into the class, yeah. you know, mid-year and, like. I've always felt like we all tried our best to make them feel welcome. Yeah. You know, sometimes that doesn't happen. I remember in first grade, uh, someone who went on to be a very, very good friend of mine all the way to, to high school. Like, he was a really great guy. But uh, when he first moved into town in the first grade, he cried every day. Oh, cool. Every day he cried. And, like, it was difficult for him, you know. And I think he actually, like, yeah. So, it was like, looking back now, and I was like, that he was the new kid. And it was yeah. really hard on him.
1: Yeah. That's got to be like wild. I think that like, as parents, you got to move right, like jobs, housing market, just different opportunities. Like you want to consider your kids, but you also want to consider what's going to be best for them in the long run. But being a new kid sucks.
0: It does, and that's what this. You whole might as whole well homeschool me. So the whole episode's all about that. So we meet. Well, first we meet Gustav's father as he introduces uh, his son to the class. He shows up at their. Right as they're about to go to recess.
1: Right as they're about to do illegal things to let them go to recess because they changed the clock while they, their they teacher wasn't paying attention. Yep. Very, did. you get the clip of the te- the teacher not knowing anything? Like
0: I, sort of, not really. Yeah, that's they, fine. You, I got a little bit of Miss Crunky. I think her name is mm-hmm. like she's just very like absent minded, like free spirit.
1: She's a teacher of a fourth grade class, which means you have to like. Be proficient in knowledge of a lot of different subjects, not just one focus subject, which you are in like later teachings. And maybe science isn't her best her best one, but you know, Gretchen is real good at science. It was saying lots of stuff, and she was like, "What? Um, I don't know."
0: Yeah, and she she's not unlike Mr. Simmons from Hey Arnold, who is also this like soft spoken free spirit. Yeah, or I'm thinking like there's a teacher from Beavis and Butthead is the same way. It's like this hippie type guy.
1: I've never watched I've it's, a It's Hollywood
0: making that. fun of hippies. We've seen it before. Oh, There's right. A lot of that. So. Hollywood
1: hates hippies and Greenpeace activists. Yeah,
0: and Miss Crunky very much is a Greenpeace fanatic. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so you'll hear a little bit of Miss Crunky uh, as Gustav is introduced to the class.
4: Miss Grokky, Lieutenant Griswold, U.S.M.C., reporting to deploy my son. Deploy? Yes,
3: ma'am. My boy Gustav has been assigned to your barracks. I mean class. Any guy named Gustav is bound to be trouble. Well, we're always happy to welcome a new student to our circle of friends. Um, where is Gustav?
4: Private, report. That's Gustav. Well, my duty here is done. Miss Groke
3: boys and girls.
0: And Gustav is this little timid little boy um which is kind of funny because his dad is a freaking uh marine Uh,
1: he's a whole box of a man the door was not big enough for him
0: and you see their house and it's just covered in like military paraphernalia like it's very America forward i think they have like you know it it, it has barbed wire like you'd see on the battlefield oh yeah like like those
1: foxholes
0: or like those um I don't know what they're called, but, like, beach barricades that you'd see on, like, D-Day in Normandy. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Just in his front yard. So he's he's very much a military man. We're always at war, son. But uh, young Gustav is this little little boy. Little nerd boy with glasses, and he's very timid and soft-spoken.
1: Yeah. He's got a terrible haircut. His name it is Gu- He goes by he Gus. He goes by
0: Gus.
3: Oh, w- welcome to our little classroom family, Gustav. Why don't you describe for us a bit of your personal journey? Well, my name is Gus. I've been to twelve schools in the past six years, and my only friend is a pet snake named Herbert. Uh, Miss Grokey? Yes, Willie. Can we go to recess now? Well, certainly. Yay!
0: And, and everyone is just kind of like looking at Gustav, like, uh, we don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Um,
1: you, you, you might get us caught. We're trying to go to recess.
0: Cool story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> my only friend is a pet snake named Herbert. <laughs> That's what he said.
1: Am I Gustav?
0: You might have been little Gustav.
1: I didn't even have a pet snake.
0: Um, But TJ takes little Gustav under his wing, uh, mostly because TJ doesn't want him squealing to Mrs. Crunky that they changed the clock. So, yep. So so TJ shows him around, but then they're very quickly, they they, they cross paths with King Bob. Yeah. And King Bob lays down the law. Which is what we heard in that first clip. Yeah. No he is new kid and you you know the rules
1: he's been stripped of his name and, and no
0: one no one can treat him you're not even supposed to talk to him like oh no there, there's there's a point where vince even confronts tj about yeah
1: what are you doing you know the rules you're not even supposed
3: to talk to a kid like him for at least 48 hours a kid like him what do you mean a kid like him you know a new kid oh uh, come on vince i'm not gonna say anything you're not gonna say anything the rest of the class isn't gonna say anything who's gonna know
0: King Bob will know. King Bob will know. Yep. And King Bob takes his name away and says, everyone needs to treat him like new kid. <laughs> he is the new kid. He has no name. And they even bring, they trot out the old new kid. He's yeah. Like, hey, where's that older new kid? You are not. You new, have your name back. Your name is now like Melvin. And he's just like, yes, I have a name. <laughs> it's really stupid. Um, so from there you get a, like a, a sequence of. Misfortunes that befall young Gus, yeah, as he is, has to live as the new kid. Tell us what 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 happens to poor Gus.
1: Nobody wants to sit next to him on the bus. Watch it, new kid.
3: Move aside, new kid. Out of the way, new kid. Come on, new kid. I don't got all day. Taken, taken, taken. Take but where am I supposed to sit?
0: Got to sit at the back of the bus.
1: At least it has a, he has his own seat, and it says new kid, so it's for him. It's true. It's a seat of honor. Um, does he have lunch, weirdly? No, he isn't allowed to play reindeer
0: games. Kick, kickball. Kickball. Yeah, they're, they're, they're picking teams for kickball, and he you, you assume, oh, he's going to be picked last because he's the new kid, but no, he doesn't even get to play.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
3: I'll take Petey. I'll take Phil. I'll take Dwayne. Okay, that's everybody. Uh, what about me? Huh? Oh, sorry, but according to the Constitution of the Playground, section three, paragraph two, under kickball. No new kids.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They always play like sad music, like Charlie Brown. Gus is the modern-day Charlie Brown. (laughs) Yeah. That kid pulls out a legitimate piece of parchment that has the constitution. Yeah, like a scroll. Very, very funny. Um, Yeah, so he's
1: also like called new kid by the adults. Like you heard the bus driver say, but his teacher hands him back a test that says, "No, she's taking
0: attendance and she's Uh, she like she goes, you know, Melvin, TJ, new kid."
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and which like is sad because like before this, like when TJ and the gang are showing him around, mostly because they don't want him to tattle about how they change the clock so that he get more recess um he like breaks down and is like this is the nicest anyone has ever been to me
0: since i've moved school 12 schools in three years solving tears of joy because people are treating him so nicely and now he's in the dumps again and he's very much in the dumps he's very much in the dumps
3: Look at the bright side. Lots of people have gone through life without names, and they've done fine.
1: Oh, yeah? Like who?
3: Well, like the artist formerly known as Prince, the unknown soldier, the other four guys in the Jackson Five. Look, guys, I might as well face it. I'm nothing but a loser, a nobody, a kid with no name. Even my snake won't look me in the eye anymore. See you guys later, if I don't shrivel up and blow away first. Dust in the wind. All we are
1: is dust in the wind. That felt like um a very good reaction.
0: Charlie Brown moment. Dust in the wind. I'm I'm useless.
1: <laughs> that felt like it wasn't overstating.
0: <laughs> also, I totally called that Prince joke. Yeah, you did. Like Mikey goes, There have been plenty of people who uh, have gone through life without names, and I looked at you and said, He's gonna say Prince. And he did, <laughs> he did, and but then, then the, he said Jerome Jackson. It's like the other five members, the other four members of the Jackson Five. And I was like, <laughs> Randy, Jermaine, Tito, and Jackie.
1: Incorrect again. <laughs> that's all that's it. You said them wrong again. And <laughs> Randy
0: afterwards, <laughs> Randy was the Jackson Six. Oh my gosh, little Randy, Randy was he played the old. keyboard. Oh my gosh, moving on. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so uh, at that point, um, TJ has a change of heart. He's like, no, this is not right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The new kids shouldn't be treated this way just because the Constitution says so. And they devise a plan.
1: He's going to grow up to be an activist. <laughs> you know, that
3: kid is really starting to bug me. Hey, how would you feel if they took away your name?
1: Yeah, rules
3: and no rules. I sure wish we could help the guy. Hey, maybe we can help him. What are you talking about, TJ? Maybe we can give him back his name. I got some favors I can call in. Heck, a lot of kids would do it for nothing. Yes, sir. When we're through, he'll never be the new kid again. He'll be, he'll be, um, what was his name again?
0: <laughs> the writing's good in this show, I will say. Like, yeah, we're very witty. It's it's on point. Yeah, this is when like, remember like shows from the eighties that we were watching where. It was just so poorly paced. Yes. And slow.
1: I don't actually remember because my mind has said well, you don't need that information.
0: This show is just snappy. Yeah. It's going. I it like, is. I like it. This is good stuff here.
1: Good stuff.
0: The '90s—that's th- when cartoons like really started. You know, to
1: pick up, they, they, they were making, uh, they were making content for kids that was good. They the, were making content for their own kids.
0: Next level. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they they launch Operation Gustav, which is what?
1: Uh, Operation Give His Name Back.
0: Basically, it's a concerted effort by everyone at the school to refer to him as Gus and make sure that, hey, we know your name, and we're going to call you by your proper name.
3: Okay, Operation Gustav is a go. Move, move, move! How's it going, Gus? Oh, uh, fine, you know. Hi, Gus. Looks like it's going to be a beautiful day. Hey, Gus... Hop on the bus, Gus. Hey, Gus. Hiya, Gus. What's happening, Gus? Sit next to me, Gus. What's going on here? Going on? Why? Nothing's going on, Gus.
0: A lot of positivity, Gus. Everyone, every, you know, they're all there. They're looking at. They're looking out for little Gus. Yeah. I enjoy that.
1: They get all the kids on board for their plans. Very often, they are very good at organizing. <laughs>
0: But I think this show wouldn't have been complete if not for, like, a, a a moment where Gus gets to, like, you know, also develop a little bit of his character. His right? backbone. Yeah, because he's timid at, at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And now he's, like, given the confidence because people remember his name and they're looking out for his best interest. Yeah. Now he can stand up for himself. Yeah. And that's what he does. Against who? King Bob. King Bob. Because so this is a long clip, but this is... Gus running into King Bob. And, On his leg Uber. And saying, I'm not gonna take it anymore.
1: <laughs> I won't take it.
0: Oh, it's you, new kid.
1: Move aside.
3: Sorry, Bob, not this time. What? You can't talk to me like that. Oh, yeah? Well, just watch me. All my life have been treated like a nobody. Ignored by kids because they didn't know me. Given the worst stuff because everybody else got their first. Made to eat paste. And why? Just because I was the new kid. But then I come to this school, and for the first time in my life, a bunch of kids treat me like a friend. Then you came along and made me a nobody again. Will you listen here, Bob? Who graduated and made you king? I am not a nobody. I am a somebody. I am Gus P. Griswold. You hear me? Gus P. Griswold?
1: So, what's your point?
3: Well, I want my name back. That's my point.
1: Okay, you can have your
3: name back. That's it? What do you want, a parade? You got your name back. Now get out of the way.
0: It's easy as that. So
1: easy. All you gotta
0: do is stand up, to your, stand up for yourself, kids.
1: I mean, the sixth grader's really not gonna do much.
0: He doesn't care that much. <laughs> He's not that invested like, in I'm this
1: graduating role. soon, and also, I don't wanna fight to have your
0: name back. Right, right. And that is the end of the new kid. Yeah. And it, we... It, it's I think a it's nice good. resolution. I am glad this was the first episode, mm-hmm. right, where they introduced the new character, Gus. Imagine if this was, like, the fourth episode aired. They intended it to be the pilot, and they aired it, f- like, fourth for yeah. some reason. For some dumb reason. That would have been the worst. Yeah. That would have turned me off immediately. You've
1: been like, why is he? What? This was really good, I think. I, I think I wondered, like, why they didn't show this one first in the two parts, but, like, Getting to see how things work and then seeing Gus and then having Gus there for the rest of the time. So anytime someone's like, yeah, we just got a blah, blah, Gus is like, wait, what? Because he's new here and we are also the new kid.
0: He's the audience surrogate. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, honestly, like I, I think this was a very strong first episode. Yeah. In a, in a good, charming little show. Yeah. I like Recess a lot.
1: Yeah. Best show we're going to talk about today.
0: Uh, I don't know. We're going to have to talk about that at the <laughs> end here. But yeah. Would you recommend Recess? Yeah. I would too. It's on Disney Plus. It is. It, you put it on for your kids, if you and want to for just,
1: yourself, kids. Just
0: stick on an episode. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Yeah. I, I remember a lot of good, fun episodes from Recess. I agree.
1: Same. I also
0: do. So yeah, let's see. So, what did the world think of Recess? Are you Are you prepared for this? Yeah. Thanks. And hey, those- am I?
1: You said you asked like that. Am I not prepared?
0: No, you're prepared. <laughs> Thanks to no small part to the popularity of Recess, Disney's One Saturday Morning was a massive success, beating Fox Kids during its first season to be the most watched Saturday morning block on broadcast television. Get it? It would remain competitive until a certain little show debuted in America and ate away all of ABC's viewership. We'll get. We'll get there.
1: Okay. I was like, I don't know what it is. Phil of the future?
0: We'll see. Recess is well-remembered by viewers and critics who have praised the show's writing, characters, and themes.
1: Was it Hannah Montana?
0: No. Bleeding Cool, for example, said, quote, In just three short seasons, this cartoon gave us timeless characters with depth and loads of personality. I I think all all the characters are... No,
1: I I absolutely agree with that statement.
0: Very, like... Generally, all the characters are very memorable, mm-hmm. even the tertiary ones, Yeah, you know, like King Bob and the Diggers. Yeah. The only person is like, I don't remember very well is Vince, unfortunately. Sorry, Vince.
1: Maybe that is something to be said about the characterization of him.
0: If you can remember a good Vince episode, let us know, I guess. Yeah. And in the 2016 book, TV, the book, television critics Alan Sepinwall and Matt Zoller seats said, recess is is, quote, easily one of the smartest, most prankishly uh, playful adult cartoons ever passed off as children's entertainment. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, okay. That's good. It has an adult sensibility. Yeah. It, it's, it, it doesn't pander. I think that's why I enjoy the show. It doesn't pander to kids. It, it's like, not
1: like wink, wink.
0: It meets kids at their level mm-hmm. and treats them as equal. Yeah. Which I think is a, the mark of a good show.
1: Yeah. And then it's also really reminiscent uh, for adults like, not just us watching it and being like, oh, I remember if school was like this, but I'm sure if our parents sat down, like, they had recess. Yeah. So.
0: I think it it, it is a, uni- it, it draws on, like, the universal experience of kids in grade school. Yeah. So, I 100% endorse the recess. And what of the legacy of recess? Recess ran for six seasons of 65 episodes. Can you remember any uh, standouts? Anything you remember?
1: When Spinelli joined
0: the Ashleys. Because she is indeed an Ashley. Yeah. So the Ashleys, we didn't meet them, but they're like these mean girls mm. in the school. They're all preppy. They dress up. Is yeah. there? Is there like a pile of tires? Yeah, there is the play- a pile
1: of tires in the
0: in the playground. I, that's what I remember. In, in there, yeah, there's Unless like a, it's a big jungle gym. There are like kids who like hang out in the pile of tires. Mm-hmm. It's like this like secret clubhouse. Yeah, I remember that. I remember the Ashleys like took it over at one point, I think.
1: Yeah, I can't remember everything.
0: I remember the episode where Bob gets usurped.
1: Uh, I do remember that. I
0: remember the epi- vaguely. I remember an episode that taught me about like business economics because TJ he has like trading cards that he mm-hmm. collects and he realizes that kids like to buy the trading cards or something and so he starts selling them but then he realized that it's better and faster if he hired people to sell them for him. So he becomes a Business magnate who <laughs> employs other kids to sell these trading cards to other kids, and it reaches the point where he saturated the market, and everybody has cards, and no one needs them anymore. And he's yeah. like, what, "What am I, doing? I- Yeah, if- I'm gonna go bankrupt. Yeah. I was like, "Oh wow, okay, that's clever, smart."
1: <laughs> All right, that's what I have to avoid.
0: <laughs> and I remember the episode where TJ and Spinelli uh, share their feelings for each other. Oh. Pretty sure that happens. Oh, does it? I don't know. Yeah, that sounds I can't familiar. Remember. I definitely remember that was a thing.
1: I mean, I can remember wanting it. It could have happened. I can't remember though.
0: So the show's release schedule was weird. Uh, the first two seasons ran on ABC between 1997 and 1999, but the third and fourth seasons ran simultaneously on ABC and UPN. Huh. At the same time where Disney had just launched uh, Disney's 1-2 on UPN. So there was Disney's one Saturday morning on ABC and Disney's 1-2 on UPN. What is
1: that? None of that makes sense to me. It's another
0: Saturday morning block. Mm. Disney, you should have quoted while you were ahead. (laughs) Uh, Season five, consisting of only five episodes, aired on ABC in 2000, and season six, consisting of only three episodes, aired on UPN in 2001. So I just had like... Episodes in the bank, and they were just burning them off. Just
1: like ah, one for you,
0: one for you. That was that's weird, man. I don't understand. That is weird. Really strange. Uh, Recess spawned a 2001 theatrical feature film titled Recess: Schools Out, which I remember seeing on TV, and I liked it a lot. I thought it was a pretty good movie. It was like I don't set, think
1: I've ever seen it.
0: It was set during like summer vacation, and like a government agency takes over the the elementary school or something.
1: Why? And they
0: have to like the kids have to like break in or something. It's very X Files.
1: Do, 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 I can't remember do, if there was why th- did they have to break it. It's summer. Get I, away from your school, kids. I don't
0: remember. Uh, some kind of government conspiracy. I don't know if there are aliens involved. Mm. Don't remember. But I, rem- I do remember quite enjoying it when uh. I didn't think I would like it, but I did. Nice. The series also spawned three direct-to-video movies: Recess Christmas, Miracle on Third Street in 2001, <laughs> and Recess Taking the Fifth Grade and Recess All grow Down in 2003. So,
1: Are they like, excuse me, people who came from Nickelodeon, I see you, stop it.
0: All Grow Down showed them as little kindergartners. Yes, I believe that. No Gus. Yeah, I did not watch any of those. No. A 2006 episode of Lilo and Stitch the series acted as a crossover with recess with most of the original main cast reprising their roles.
1: That's wild.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I looked What up, were they doing in Hawaii? Uh, they're on vacation, I guess. I looked, up, I looked up the video. It's legit them. And most of the voice actors return to play their characters.
1: I mean, obviously, Ashley Johnson. She's doing this forever. Um, could you imagine? Sorry, this is me just in canon. Could you imagine having a kid whom is best friends with four other kids and us all going on vacation together. We have to really like their parents. We have The like parents all have to all parents. be best
0: friends with each other. Yeah, to, to that's, some, that. that's
1: some Rugrats Rets level stuff. I'm like, I love our friends. I don't think I would ever go on a group trip with five other couples Right. and their children. <laughs> no, not for me.
0: And in 2019, Vancouver-based film company Amer Films produced a live-action film based on recess titled third street, which shows what happened to the gang after the fourth grade. I want to watch that. I watched a little bit of it. It seems like them in high school. I want to watch it. I want to watch it. Uh, You can, and I'll share it on Twitter. Thank you. And what of the men that created recess? Well together, Paul Germain and Joe and Soloba here formed the television production company, Paul and Joe productions. They co-created Lloyd in space, for Disney's one Saturday morning. I remember which, Lloyd
1: in Space. Uh
0: was a show I despised because <laughs> people called me Lloyd in Space <laughs> way too often.
1: <laughs> Can I start calling you Lloyd in Space? No.
0: It was like that uh, second only to Ro- Rodney the Robot from Robots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stop it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just stop it.
0: And they co-produced Pound Puppies for The Hub.
1: I have no idea what that is. It's a
0: television show for The Hub. Which okay. Which a television network.
1: For small babies. Babies. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So good job, Paul and Joe. Hats off.
1: Hats off. I'm not wearing any hats.
0: But I think that is all we have to say about recess. Uh, We're going to ring the bell. We're going to go to break.
1: Yeah. I'm going to eat a pizza and then have a milkshake.
0: So um, I I realized as I was putting the show together, like an hour before we recorded, I was like, oh, crap, I don't have the ending theme because the credits theme is just the opening theme. (laughs) What are we going to close out with? Uh, So we're going to close out with... Disney Recess theme on guitar by YouTube's Neal Stenson. All right. So, thank you Mr. Stenson for this guitar rendition of the theme song.
1: Thank you, Stenson. And
0: we'll we'll see y'all nice. ne- uh, after the break with My TV Show of
1: 1997. See you soon, kids.
4: Right back after these messages.
3: When times are tough. So much for fun. And you've almost lost hope. One noise always saves the day. Recess! That's what I like to hear. Catch all the drama. Hey, what's going on over there? Maybe some kids throwing up. Come on! Catch all the romance. Ew! Catch the ball. Recess, everyone's favorite subject. Coming up next on Disney Channel. I want to be the very best like no one ever won.
0: what's our destiny do i know oh what's you're my best friend in a world we must defend i never
1: understood that what are we defending the world from
0: team rocket gangsters japanese gangsters who are looking to steal our pokemon
1: oh really we're not defending the world against literal chicken fights Literal dog fights with the animals that you are.
0: In Pokemon Black and White, you were indeed saving the world from a group of, like, PETA activists who were trying to stop the dog fights. That was the world you were defending. The world of dog fights.
1: I don't like that reality.
0: All right, so Pokemon, we're here. It's time for the Pokemons. Is it time? It is time.
1: Can we, like, reschedule? Are we able to reschedule?
0: No, no, we cannot. Debuting April 1st, 1997 on TV Tokyo, directed by Masamitsu Hidaka, based on the video game and media franchise of the same name created by Satoshi Tajiri. That is Pokemon. So, um, yeah, so when I said we had a lot of business to get to, I meant it. Um, this just so happens to be the largest media franchise on planet Earth. Is it? Yes. How so, can you tell? Uh, my research told me so. <laughs> So, Research
1: can be wrong.
0: Yeah, we certainly need to get through. We, we need to, we, you know, we, we got a lot of stuff to get to. A um,
1: lot of get through to get through, getting through.
0: But before we do that, um, we do have a bit of a surprise. We got a uh, follow-up on something we talked about in the first segment. We got ourselves a mom text. Oh. Um, so you 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 got an answer from your mom regarding resources. Is that correct?
1: Oh, yeah. She said that our recess was 20 minutes
0: it's a horrible all of them it's
1: 20 minutes horrible recess you know why I think that's a horrible recess the teachers need more than 20 minutes away they from do gaggle we all children. need we all
0: need recess <laughs> so yeah 20 minutes not enough not enough but can't, can't dig a hole in that, in that amount of time
1: <laughs> I mean I get the reference but lame
0: all right so let's talk about Pokemon um I I, I was a young young boy in the year 19 like in years 1998 to like 2003. Uh, therefore, I was very much into Pokemon. I was part of the Pokemania. I, ha- I watched the show. I played the games. I had the cards. I went to I went to Burger King and bought the golden plated uh, Pokemon cards. You bought them? I went to the movie theater and got the exclusive Mew Pokemon card. Um, I bought the plush dolls. I bought the books. Okay? I bought the Pop-Tarts. The gross Pikachu Pop Tarts. Wow, <laughs> it was it, Pokemon was everywhere.
1: You had money and you bought these things. My
0: parents bought all of these things for mm.
1: me.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, I was I was swept up in Pokemon, just like many many in our generation were. Uh, where you were into Pokemon, I assume, right?
1: Um, Digimon will always be superior. Yeah, uh, Digimon will always be superior.
0: Certainly not the games. I, it's been a while since I've revisited the the TV show. The TV show might be better. Than the end of the Pokemon TV show, but... Uh, I've never played a Pokemon game. Yes, you have. That's a lie. You were playing one this week. Nope. Eevee. Can't
1: remember that. Maybe you, if something had saved, I would remember. You you played
0: like an hour and a half of Pokemon Let's Go No, Eevee. no, no.
1: It was two and a half hours.
0: And uh, you forgot to save and lost that progress.
1: Pokemon sucks.
0: So, yeah... Um, <laughs> I know, like, as we talk about the production of the Pokemon anime, because that's what we're talking about today, we, we don't do video games here. Uh, nope. But Nobody we d- in
1: this family likes video games. I
0: love video games, but... Nobody wants it. We do have an excuse to talk about a lot of video game stuff today, because Pokemon started as a video game. Stop your backdoor piloting, sir. It's- but uh, As we get at the production of the TV show, though, later on when I discuss the making of, uh, I'll talk a bit more about my history with Pokemon, but... For now, I'll just leave it at I was swept up in the hype just like everybody else. Uh, What's your story with Pokemon?
1: It was on Saturday Morning Cartoons. Sure was. I'm pretty sure I had a couple of cards. I know my first card was Sandshrew. So Sandshrew, for the longest time, was my favorite Pokemon because it was the only card I had. It was the only way that I could try to connect with the kids on my playground, but nobody wanted to play pokemon with me instead they sang really mean songs about me and about how i pose poisoned balls
0: oh and also huh <laughs> <laughs> um what's your favorite pokemon now eevee it's a good one it's a good one i like eevee. i think my so for the longest time because like my starter in the first pokemon game that i played i played pokemon blue that was my first game and my starter was squirtle so like War Turtle was like my favorite for some reason. I just mm. liked the design. It just looked cool. You know? Really? Yeah. I think oh World Turtle, not Blast. The Blastoise. Blastoise was always cool too. Cause I didn't like either of them, but World Turtle had those weird ears. War. Yeah. Well, War Turtle has like the fluffy tail and the ears. Yeah.
1: Mm, it's I don't just a blue chew, a blue patchy chew.
0: I just liked. I liked the the look of it, and then Blastoise was obviously very cool because he had big water guns in his back. He's got the hose. But. More recently, my favorite Pokemon, based entirely on like the design, and uh, he he is he is quite useful. He was quite useful when I played Heart Gold. Uh, That would be a Pillow Swine, Pillow Swine, which is or Pillow Swine. It's a a little woolly mammoth, baby woolly mammoth style. Once
1: a year, I try to find a plush of that for you. It is literally nowhere you can find almost anything else. I'm probably gonna have to like get that mess customly ordered customly
0: ordered? Uh, That's my favorite. I just like the way it looks. It's got like long eyebrows or long bangs like (laughs) covering its eyes. It just looks cool. I don't know. Do you want to be Pillow
1: Swine for Halloween?
0: I want to hug it. (laughs) Let's talk about the making of Pokemon because there's a lot to cover. (laughs) A lot of ground to cover here. Do it. Um, it, I'm not going to hit everything, folks. It's just not, it's impossible, but I tried my best. So um, I will, I I recommend like a bunch of other resources to try and get like the definitive history of Pokemon. (laughs) Pokemon. Pokemon, a Our, history. Satoshi Tajiri was born August 28th, 1965 in Tokyo, Japan.
1: That's my birthday.
0: Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up in the rural suburb of Machida, Tajiri was a fan of bug collecting, a pastime he later aimed to replicate through his video games. Get it? He's a bug collector. He liked to you know, go out in the wild and catch bugs, wild bugs.
1: I always kill all the bug catcher, po- po- play. they put up no fight. All the bug catcher Pokemon traders. I'm
0: just saying, that's that's where the inspiration for Pokemon came from, is bug collecting.
1: He was the weakest of Pokemon traders.
0: <laughs> uh, having become enamored with arcade games as a teenager, he started publishing an arcade game fanzine called Game Freak in 1981. Oh, wow. Does Game Freak sound familiar? It does. That is the name of the developer of Pokemon. That's <laughs> Tajiri's Pokemon or. Like video game development studio, Game Freak. Yeah. So uh, he like
1: he he coined
0: that real early. He did. Ken Sugimori, who had become the primary character designer and art director for Pokemon, he's mm- the guy who he drew like pretty much all of the Pokemon that we know and love today went through him. Uh, like other people may have submitted designs or something, but like everything goes through the Sugimori machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he he translates into his own style, mm-hmm. and he's the one who does all the classic art. Ah. So he quickly became Game Freak's illustrator after he saw the zine in a bookshop.
1: He's the reason for the Chunkachu.
0: The Chunky Pikachu. <laughs> the the Chunkachu. <laughs> yeah, the heavy Pikachu, that was his thing. Yeah, the fat Pikachu from the early games. That
1: Chew, was Cheeky Chew. Anyway, sorry. In
0: 1989, after growing dissatisfied with the quality of games at the time, Tajiri and Sugimori decided to grow Game Freak into its own video game development company. Their first title, Quinty, also known as Mendel Palace outside of Japan, was published by Namco later that year for Nintendo's Famicom.
1: Famicom?
0: Famicom. Uh, the Nintendo Famicom is also known as the Nintendo Entertainment System outside of Japan. So the NES.
2: Oh,
1: I didn't think NES stood for anything. Does DS stand for something?
0: Dual screen. Dual screen? <laughs> Dual screen.
1: Nintendo something is system?
0: So anyway, <laughs> they said we're gonna make a video game in 1989, and they made one nice. that year. Good I was job. like, "That was like it's pretty, it's pretty cool." Uh, and their first, it, like, I looked up Quinty, their first game, and it's like a, it's like a, a, a tile matching game where you turn over tiles, okay. and, and try and match it up in your like a
1: little... uh, what is that like that be- bedazzled stuff that people it looked play like right a puzzle now?
0: game mixed with like trying to like you're a little guy on top of the tiles trying to run away from enemies that are trying to, like, stop you from flipping over the tiles to okay. match them. I feel
1: like I've seen
0: something. It looked, like... it looked very rudimentary, but that Rude, was their first. Rudimentary? In 1990, Tajiri, inspired by the link cable functionality of the recently released Game Boy, conceived the idea of a monster collecting and trading game.
1: Okay. Sounds like something that was cl- definitely in his wheelhouse.
0: He reportedly envisioned bugs crawling back and forth between Game Boys via the link cable. Back then, like, and I think this would carry on to, like, later versions of the Game Boy, but basically you and your friend could link up via a proprietary cable, and it's how you would do multiplayer on early Game Boys. Like, when Game Boy came out in 1989, Mm -hmm. uh, you could do, like, multiplayer Tetris via Mm -hmm. the link cable. But he thought it would be a cool idea if, like, you can send your friends bugs you've collected in your game to their game.
1: Weird. I mean, I know what that turns into, but the idea of just, like... Bugs crawling across the internet to your house. I don't like it.
0: It's kind of what happens in the real game. <laughs> Except it's a little tube that you send a little ball through.
1: That's what she said.
0: <laughs> uh, he pitched the idea to Nintendo, who had been impressed by his growing game design reputation. Nintendo legend Shigeru Miyamoto, also you know known for Super Mario Brothers. Never heard of the him. The Legend of Zelda. Never heard of him. Many others.
1: Literally never heard of him. I don't think you've ever said that name before.
0: Uh, Miyamoto began to mentor Jerry and guide him through the creation process of this new game. So Miyamoto kind of took him under his wing. So that's okay. kind
1: of cool. Yeah. Wait, is Pokemon a, a, a Nintendo game?
0: Yes, it is. Nintendo publishes all the Nintendos. Oh, er, all n- the Nintendos. Wait. Nintendo publishes all of the Pokemons.
1: Okay. Yes. I I We are not gamers in this house. This is not information that we would know off the I top know. of our head.
0: <laughs> <laughs> One could say I write about Nintendo news exclusively.
1: Um, you could say that, but it would be a lie.
0: Miyamoto even suggested creating multiple cartridges with different monsters in each, noting that it would assist the trading aspect. So that was his idea of multiple versions of the same game with each version coming with different monsters.
1: And so is that why we always get two releases at once? Yes. (laughs) I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Oh, yeah. You know what? I never, like, got into it because I had nobody to, like, my sisters didn't game because we don't game in this house. Um, and nobody w- to play with me. I only always had one version. We should, we should do a version where we have two and we play two different versions, me and you. That'd let's go fun. get, let's get, uh, what is that right now? Diamond and Pearl. And like, let's see what different animals we can get. Okay. What different bugs we can get. Okay. No, never mind. This is you always trying like, to get expen- me to do stuff. It's
0: expensive. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> that's the only problem. But I just
1: bought you three Switch games.
0: <laughs> so this new game was originally called Capsule Monsters. But the title went through several transitions due to trademark difficulties, uh, becoming Kapumon with a C and Kapumon with a K. Cute. Uh, before eventually becoming Pocket Monsters or Pokemon for short.
1: Why couldn't they be Ballmon for Ball Monsters?
0: <laughs> Pocket. So it, it, I looked it up. I was trying to see where the Pokemon shortening came, mm-hmm. like started, po- and yeah. it was as. So, like as early as the like manga series that had started, like the year after Pokemon came out. Hmm. Um, so it was like, I, I think the manga was called Pokemon, Pocket Monsters. It's always been interchangeable in Japan. You know, okay. Poketo Monsta, right, is Pocket Monsters, mm-hmm. but they also call Pokemon.
1: Pokemon. I think that's, I was going to say that that's interesting because we just talked about Rurouni Kinchin. And how Roroni is a made-up word because of the squishness. And it's the same kind of thing. It it's, just takes I, on a...
0: Yeah, I mean, Japan loves wordplay, don't they?
1: I think everyone loves wordplay except you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and e-
0: either way, <laughs> I think Pokemon is a... like it's, It was good for branding because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like... When you think, like... And it would be run into difficulties in the U.S. if it was just called Pocket Monsters as well because uh, there was a property in the U.S. in the 80s called Monster in My Pocket. What? That was a thing. There was a thing called monster in my pocket. So if they would release pocket monsters here, they probably would have run into trademark issues. So Pokemon just made sense. Monsters
1: Um, in my pocket? Like for why?
0: I don't know. What is
1: that? You didn't do any research about it. I think it's
0: like a toy thing. I think it's toys.
1: Tamagotchi?
0: I don't know. Uh, But I I also have uh, a special. (laughs) I have another mom text. So Pokemon, right? For I, mm-hmm. I, I assume for a lot of suburban moms when Pokemon dropped in the scene, it was this weird foreign sounding word and they didn't know what it meant, right? So it's a
1: curse word definitely
0: no my mom n- could never pronounce Pokemon correctly uh-huh. and she also didn't know what it was <laughs> It's fair. it's funny my um uh, my na- my one of my best friends, a guy who lived across the street from me, his mom constantly called it Pokemon. Oh. that pokemon like I say pokemon. Like, ironically, it's funny, (laughs) but like, no, she legitimately thought the property was called Pokemon and it was like, Pokemon was a person. Pokemon. So I asked my mom in a text the other day, I said, Hey mom, question for the podcast. Do you know what the word Pokemon means? And she said, hi, no, just know it is a Japanese character that all you kids loved. (laughs) So shout out to the popular Japanese character Pokemon. Pokemon. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think she was picturing Pikachu.
1: I absolutely, absolutely, she was thinking about Pikachu. Was there any other um, Pokemon in this time period? No. Charis, Charizard, I think no, is, the o- is like
0: the only one who is as big as Pikachu in terms of like iconography. So the development of the first Pocket Monsters games lasted six years. That's long, a lot. of It's a long time. Yeah. In that time, Game Freak nearly bankrupted itself. Oh. As there was often barely enough money to pay the employees, five employees quit and Tajiri did not take his salary, instead living off his father's income instead.
1: Um, (laughs) um...
0: Yeah, that's rough.
1: That's real rough, buddy.
0: Only a last-minute investment by the recently founded development company Creatures Inc., which was led at the time by future Pokemon company president, Tsunekazu Ishihara, could help get Pocket Monsters over the finish line.
1: Is... So it's div- it's produced by Nintendo, but it's not owned by Nintendo.
0: So the games are developed by Game Freak. Game Freak owns a third of the Pokemon brand. The other another third is owned by Nintendo. Nintendo did publish the video games, so they're the publishers. Okay. But they also own a part of the Pokemon brand. Okay. And the third company to own a part of Pokemon is Creatures Inc. Thanks to this last-minute investment in the 90s. All right. Yeah, so... Good
1: job. Got to get in there.
0: When, when you talk about the video games, basically it's developed by Game Freak, published by Nintendo. But Nintendo, Creatures, and Game Freak all own part of the Pokemon brand as a whole. Okay. Yeah. Pocket Monsters Red and Pocket Monsters Green released February 27th, 1996 with the special edition Pocket Monsters Blue Releasing later that year,
1: so three released really at the once. The yes,
0: red and green, uh, from what I understand, were sort of unfinished. Like they had a lot of bugs. They had a lot of early art that would be uh, debunked, ch- changed, adjusted. Um, they it basically, and then blue came out as like a special edition, which was more polished. I think had different, like more like had a different arrangement of Pokemon, um, and the art was different and better. Like, better sprite work and stuff like that. So, okay. So, um, Red and Green came out. Each version had its own set of Pokemon. Like, they had some shared monsters that you can go out and find, but there were some that were, were exclusive stand-alone. to Red and some were exclusive to Green. Okay. You know, so it would encourage people to go out and trade with their friends.
1: Like, but the stories were the same in yes, each. Okay, yes, okay. yes, 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 yes.
0: Though Pocket Monsters was not expected to sell particularly well, the dual release of the games and schoolyard rumors of secret Pocket Monsters <laughs> helped turn them into blockbusters. Indeed. Yep. Because uh, there were friggin uh, Tajiri hid a, a secret Pokemon called Mew in the game. And that rumor started spreading like wildfire. And all the kids were like, we need to find Mew. Is it a rumor if it's true? It was true. That Trumer? True Prumer.
1: That's secret facts.
0: Pocket Monsters slowly grew into its own media franchise over the next year with the release of a trading card game, a manga adaptation, and of course, an anime series.
1: What? There's an anime?
0: Yes, that's what we're talking about today. Oh. The the Pokemon anime was produced by Japanese animation film studio Oriental Light and Magic, or OLM for short. (laughs) OLM. That's what they are today. Masamitsu Hidaka. Served as the series director and storyboard artist, a job he'd hold until 2005. So, um, and, and by that point, the show is out. And uh, I do want to just lay out a few things on the American broadcast, uh, just for the sake of <sighs> keeping it all in one place. Are we going to talk about localization? We'll do that a little bit later when we <laughs> talk about the show. But the So, obviously, the show aired in Japan, started mm-hmm. running in Japan. Mm-hmm. Then, two years later or one year later, I guess, a year and a half. The anime, alongside the video games, uh, was released in North America September 1998, kicking off Pokemania in the States.
1: Pokemania. It
0: was a big, big deal.
1: Pokemania. That's something different.
0: <laughs> it's very different. Uh, the series ran in first-run syndication for the first 41 episodes wow. before going to Kids WB in
1: 1999.
0: You got syndication? So... Here, here's where everywhere. I just let me let me. Here's where I want to lay out my history with the Pokemon show because it started airing in the U.S. September 1998 in first run syndication, meaning that it would the, uh, four kids, the the company that localized it,
2: mm-hmm. were
0: selling the show as a package to different TV affiliates all over the country. Right. right. So your local TV station, your know, your local Fox affiliate, for example, could buy a block of Pokemon from four kids to air the show every single day, either after school or in the morning or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. That's called, that's what first run syndication is. Right. Where the show didn't run anywhere else on any other network. It aired in syndication first.
1: Okay. Yes. That makes sense.
0: So when did you first hear about Pokemon? Do you remember? Was it already airing on kids WB by the time you heard about it?
1: It had to have been right. Like it, because the Kids WB on Saturday. Yes, on yeah, Saturday. That
0: absolutely. was 1999. Yeah. I definitely didn't hear about it from friends. So I did. Like, it was a slow thing. Like, it started out slow. It was like, it, it was kind of weird. So, in probably 1998, after it had started running in, in syndication, because where we lived, it aired in the morning mm-hmm. on our Channel 9. Like, I, I think, so I, I don't got to get know- the kids watching our news channel. I don't even know what Channel 9 is. Maybe, you know, maybe it was our Fox affiliate, channel 11 or whatever. It might have been, yeah, so it was like, in the morning before school, it would air on like on our Fox affiliate, <laughs> right at like seven a.m mm-hmm. before school, before school. okay, so I would he like I started hearing the word Pokemon around, right? Someone would mention it here, someone would mention it here. Mm-hmm. And even in 1998, 99, I was a bit of a contrarian <sighs> and I didn't like things that were popular. <laughs> So I heard this strange word that I'd never heard before and everyone seemed to be really excited about it. But I was like, no, I don't like that. I don't care what that is. But then my best friend, Michael, says, no, watch the show. Good job, Michael. So he said, it's on in the mornings at 7 a.m. Watch it. And I, I remember the first time I watched Pokemon. I remember turning on the TV downstairs, eating a bowl of cereal. Seeing what all the the hubbub was about.
1: All the hubbub.
0: And the first episode of Pokemon I ever saw was the episode where they're on the SS Anne cruise ship. Okay. And it 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 sinks.
1: <gasps> like like they, the SS Titanic.
0: Yeah. the The ship capsizes and it sinks, and the heroes of the show have to escape a sunken cruise ship.
1: Oh my god. Get to
0: the. They have to like. Get to the surface, obviously.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then there's... And I remember that whole week because it was like... I don't know. It just seemed like the perfect like introduction to the show because it was like they, they escape the ship and then the next episode they're on a raft in the middle of the ocean and you just have an isolated episode with the whole cast. I mean, it's a good thing
1: one of them was a water type.
0: And then <laughs> the next episode is they all wash ashore and it's just a, a small episode where Pikachu, Squirtle, Bulbasaur, all the the main cast of Pokemon were on their own. They'd been separated from their trainers. Aww. And they all speak in subtitles. Oh, so, yeah. That's cool. Pokemon may have helped me learn to read. Oh. So, yeah, anyway, I remember, so I started watching it every morning. Every morning at 7 a.m., I would start. I would just watch an episode of Pokemon, right? Mm-hmm. And it, that's what syndication is all about, having something to watch every day, Monday yeah. through Friday. Then my friend Michael tells me, you know they're showing new episodes on Kids WB in the afternoon and I said, "What? I did
1: not know this." And then I
0: started watching every episode on <laughs> on Kids WB in the afternoon.
1: Can I just take a moment, sit right there to tell Can I just take a moment to say, this is why you need to just give stuff a try. This is why you need to just give stuff a try. Michael knew. Listen to wife too. When wife says, "Shut up and try it." Don't say you don't like it until you try it. Okay. And go in with an open heart and a bowl of cereal.
0: Anyway, yep, and that that w- that began my, began my love affair with the games by by my cri- by my birthday the very next year. So probably my birthday, nineteen ninety nine. My parents bought me a Game Boy Color. They bought me Pokemon Blue, and we were off to the races. And Pokemon very much consumed everybody's life for the next like three years. Yeah, thirty. Thirty years. Yeah, <laughs> hasn't even been thirty years yet, but almost. <laughs> and that's that. That's my journey with Pokemon, and honestly, that's the. That's all I have as far as the production of Pokemon by the time this show came out. So, do you want to talk about this show?
1: Yeah, this episode or just the show?
0: This episode. <laughs> so, we watched the first episode of Pokemon. It's called Pokemon I Choose You.
1: Pokemon I Choose You.
0: Which is what it is in Japan as well.
1: Oh, that's yeah rare.
0: <laughs> I looked it up. So apparently, the like so the I Choose You phrase. Is more or less an approximation of what it is in Japan. So mm-hmm. I suppose in the show when they yell like Pikachu.
1: What do they say? Tell they
0: me. S- I don't know how to say it in Japan, but say it's in- Pokemon I Choose You.
1: I don't know how to say it in Japan.
0: Um, <laughs> But I also, I did find out that, uh, what's the other Pokemon catchphrase?
1: Gotta catch five. <laughs> Gotta <laughs> catch six so I can battle the Elite Four.
0: Gotta catch them all.
1: I don't remember that.
0: According to Norman Grossfeld, then president of Four Kids Productions, that's the company that localized Pokemon for English, mm-hmm. uh, the phrase, gotta catch them all, was created as a tagline for, for marketing purposes that would also be included in the theme song. Oh. That's why the theme song is, gotta catch them all.
1: That's not surprising. And least bit. What? To make more money off of children?
0: It is very we- exploitative, isn't it? Yes. Hey, kids, you got to get them all. You're not complete until you have them all.
1: You have to have every single one of them in every form they come in. Pokemon cards, get it. Pokemon plushies, get it. Pokemon McDonald's, get it.
0: Yes, that was the problem. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. Uh, the phrase is also derived from the Japanese tagline. I'm not even going to try, uh, try oh, it. Try it. Is Pokemon geto daze. Geto daze. Is it G-E or G-A? G-E probably get to
1: does he? i'm sorry that was definitely it it ended in a korean accent <laughs> anyway
0: so you heard it we opened uh the the segment with the theme song uh pokemon
1: does they all
0: so <laughs> pokemon theme also known as gotta catch them all that's the 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 iconic theme song that everybody knows and everyone sings when like i think they have any karaoke bars now yeah, just go to karaoke. just sing the Pokemon theme song, but it's great
1: because millennials karaoke, and that'll uh, get it a poppin'.
0: So that song was written by John Siegler and John Loeffler. I really the, thought you were gonna say John Cena. John John Cena, the two Johns, and the song was performed by Jason Page. He was the vocalist.
1: Thought you were gonna say Jason Derulo. <laughs> <No. laughs>
0: <laughs> so Jason Page actually, um, I have a funny uh, little. You've met him. No, I have not met him, but I have a funny, like some audio fun to play. Uh, He's now a big libertarian.
1: What's a libertarian? For Uh, those kids that don't know, because I definitely know what a libertarian is, but I won't explain it because you do a better job.
0: uh, I think it is a fiscally conservative, but socially uh, liberal philosophy. Okay. Political philosophy. I believe if I'm incorrect, I apologize. That's my best understanding of what a libertarian is. But in the early 2010s uh J- jason page was a fervent supporter of ron paul
1: why does that name sound ron really? paul
0: ran for president ah. in like 2008 2012 uh and so in 2012 jason page performed a special version of the pokemon theme song specifically for ron paul's campaign okay and i have a clip of it do
1: it Ron Paul! I was a voting age during those years. Why didn't I vote for Ron Paul?
0: I don't know very much about Ron Paul's politics. He became like a a meme candidate for a long time. Uh, Because of this? Uh, Stuff like this, man. Yeah. So I just thought that was very funny. (laughs) Um, We already played the theme song, so why not play it twice? But this time with Ron Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... the Japanese version, obviously, the Japanese version of the show obviously had a different theme song. Mm-hmm. The Japanese opening song is called... Oh, is called it like
1: very different?
0: Very different. Oh. Uh, that's in the English translation of that theme song is Aim to be a Pokemon Master by Rika Matsumoto. So I, I do have a clip of that if you'd like to hear it.
1: What if I say I don't want to hear it?
0: It's too bad. I'm going to force <laughs> you to listen to it. <laughs> Pokemon, get does
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. I will say that sounds infinitely more like an anime opening oh, yeah, than sure. any of the Pokemons ever.
0: So in this, the first verse there, did you hear like the girl scream? Yeah. Uh, the- is that the voice of Ash? No. So there is a, you, and it's in the English theme song as well. Visually, there's a point where Pikachu's running under people's feet, like back and forth. Yeah. You, you can even picture it, right? Yeah. Pikachu goes under a girl who's wearing a skirt. And the girl's skirt flies up just a little bit, right? The theme song actually calls attention to Pikachu going under that girl's skirt and saying something a little, a little not. I don't know if it's raunchy is the right word, but
1: Pikachu says something, or the yeah, because
0: I think the song is written in in Pikachu's perspective or something like that, or the or the the speaker of the song references the girl's skirt, and that's why the girl screams because Pikachu went under her skirt. (laughs) That's that's your your factoid for today. (laughs) okay japan okay japan but of course after the theme song we then are introduced to the main like pokemon the world of pokemon right. essentially so we get every episode of pokemon uh has a narrator and, yes uh, this the guy same will, narrator yeah you'll you, this guy will start talking and you're like i remember that guy
1: he's from uh every anime ever
0: ash ketchum is a boy from pallet town
4: And now that I'm 10, I can finally get my Pokemon license.
2: 10-year-olds can get a beginner Pokemon from Professor Oak, the town's Pokemon expert.
4: I will journey to gain the wisdom of Pokemon training, and I hereby declare to the Pokemon of the world, I will be a Pokemon master.
0: We also meet our main character. Gary Oak. Wrong. Ron Paul? (laughs) Our main character, Ron Paul. (laughs) No, that's, that's Ash Ketchum. Mm, are you sure? Yes. Doesn't even sound like a real
1: name. Are you sure it's not Gary
0: Oak? Uh, I mean, it's it doesn't sound like a real name because it's just a play on catch 'em All. <laughs> Ash Ketchum.
1: What is his name in Japan?
0: His name is Satoshi. Oh, yeah, it
1: is Satoshi. After, wow. It is Satoshi.
0: After Satoshi Tajiri, the creator of Pokemon.
1: Okay, I see you, Satoshi. Yeah, he... So at Does the, he have a last name? I don't know. Hmm.
0: Uh, The Ash character in the show is based on the main character of the video games, Red.
1: Right. That's why... And in the
0: games, like, usually the main character has three default names that you can choose from. Mm -hmm. It's either Red, in Japan it's Satoshi, or... I think that's it. I think maybe it's just two.
1: I've never played a version of Pokemon where I couldn't just put my own name in. Not that I ever put my own name in. You
0: always can, but, like, they're also, like... The default? Yeah, they're like default ones you can choose from. And uh red and ash are two in the, the English version.
1: Why red? Because that was the version? It,
0: yeah, I assume so. And then your, your rival is green slash blue. Okay. It is. Yeah, I know. So tell us about Ash Ketchum.
1: He's 10 years old and he's about to get a, a driver's license.
0: <laughs> or
1: something equally as dangerous and something you shouldn't give to a child.
0: Yeah, because, you know, 10-year-olds, they're
1: trustworthy
0: responsible to let them wander the globe
1: they're human beings (laughs) oh man they have prefrontal cortex that are completely um doing all right very fully formed
0: but yeah ash ketchum definitely acts like a 10 year old boy he's excitable irresponsible uh, he's sure of himself has a, though.
1: Has a bedtime. <laughs> he does <has>
0: have a bedtime. <laughs> is, I don't have a clip of that, but like the first thing that happens is Ash Ketchum is like doing his like, you know, anime poses, saying, "I'm going to be the best Pokemon master ever." And he's the like, very best. He's like flipping his hat around and he's posing with his Pokeballs. Oh and then, man! And then his mom comes in and tells him to go to bed.
1: Yeah, you're making too much racket. You got stuff to do in the morning, boyo. You're going to be late for
0: Professor Oak's ceremony or whatever.
1: Yeah. Oh man.
0: And that's what the narrator said. Every bo- every young man when they turn 10 is a young man or just a no, young child. Person. Every 10-year-old. Every, every young person once they turn 10, they are old enough to go see po- the Pokémon professor, Professor Oak. I assume it's every
1: I I have to assume that every town has its own Pokémon professor cuz not like everyone
0: should. Every region has their own Pokémon professor.
1: Oh my gosh, that's so weird. So like where we live is so like we don't live in the San Gabriel Valley, but the San Gabriel Valley is a region that has one Pokémon master. It's a big region.
0: It's every county has the every I'm prefecture. not driving my kids there. <laughs> you can walk if you really want this license. So anyway, this 10 year, these 10-year-olds can go to the Pokémon professor and get a starter Pokémon. Mm-hmm. And uh they in the episode um Ash will uh like he he he's allowed to watch like this instructional video hosted by Professor Oak who tells you, him and the audience that any any young person who wants to start their Pokemon journey uh, can choose from a Bulbasaur, mm-hmm. a Squirtle, mm-hmm. or a Charmander. Yeah, and so that's what you're, and it's exactly the same in the games.
1: Yeah, I sorry. We're gonna do a lot of. I know you want to talk about the show, but I'm I'm going to just talk about if this world was real. Do it. Are the starter Pokemon's. More chill, therefore 10 year olds can handle them, or just easier to catch, so we can just catch them all in abundance.
0: I'd assume maybe they're yeah, maybe they're bred to be more like they're bred. So these <laughs> I are don't know. so
1: these are our cage kept Pokemon to give to children so that they can dogfight wild animals.
0: Yes, that is correct. That is exactly what happens in the show. And yeah. And we and we trust ten year olds to do these things. We trust the 10-year-olds to go travel the wilderness on their own, fend for themselves, find food and water and shelter in a very dangerous world, like it's crawling like, with dangerous creatures.
1: Tell me you didn't really want to be a parent without telling you. Like,
0: just like, I only have to put up this 10 years. Like, what is this? Like, it was less harsh in the world of The Giver. There are a lot of, like, Pokemon fan theories about the world they live in. Like, it's after a great war where an entire generation of young men have died. And that's why there are no adult men around. Are there no adult men? It's like only old, like people say it's like, yeah, it's like either young children like Ash Ketchum or old men. I
1: mean, you're not wrong.
0: So it's like, where are all the adults? What happened to them all? Where have all the good men gone (laughs) to the grave? I will say uh, something I do admire about this first episode of the show. It's pretty faithful to the, like the game, you know, at least the start of the game. The game came first the game did come first. And I'm like I know they add a few, you know, they they give Ash Ketchum a character, right? Mm-hmm. He's got his mom. Like it in the main in the in the games, the main character has a mom that you leave behind. And you can come, go back to see your mom and she'll, you know, heal your pokemon for you and stuff like that. But does she do that? She does. Is she a nurse joy? I don't I don't know. She just you just go to the house and she'll heal your heal your pokemon. Anyway, the, the the point I'm making is the show is pretty good about like faithfully recreating what the game like the spirit of the games are and just right. you know elaborating on them, making them more exciting for a TV show. Right. And I, for that I appreciate it. And mm. uh, I looked it up. The writer of this episode, uh, it was Shoji Yonemura, uh, who would go on to be the head writer for Monster Rancher. What's that? That's another. You don't you never saw Monster Rancher?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, used to air on Fox Kids. It was another anime i think it's based on a game as well so he had a type <laughs> this guy
1: what did they ranch
0: it was like there was like a yellow one-eyed monster that was like the main character of that show i watched it a little bit you know it's no pokemon i'll, I'll say that for sure
1: mm. but
0: yeah okay <laughs> but like he did a very good job i feel of taking the elements from the game give them the narrative stakes and then like presenting it on a tv show i can agree with that yeah and uh Everything from the music of the show, the, the, the opening of the show, before you meet Ash Ketchum, it shows you like a Pokemon battle on the TV. Mm-hmm. It's a basically a it's an adaptation of the opening cinematic that you see on the Game Boy screen when you right. f- play, first play the game. Like You, op- you, you boot up your, your Pokemon game on your Game Boy, and the first thing you see after the logos is a Nidorino fighting a Gengar. And they, they, you know, they do a little fighting and, and the, the 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 anime here starts with the exact same fight. Right. With the same music and everything. And then it like slowly mm. turns into like, it's colorful, you know, like uh, the show goes, it goes from black and white to color. Mm-hmm. The music be- goes from 8-bit Game Boy chiptune to full orchestral. Yeah. And it's like, wow. Okay, cool. We're watching Pokemon in motion.
1: This makes me wonder how long after w- discovering the show and your like of it did you get the game?
0: I within within three months. Oh six, wow! Like less than six months for sure. You know, because I can only assume I discovered the show in early ninety nine, if not nineteen ninety eight. Mm-hmm. My birthday's in March, so not long.
1: Yeah. Okay. Fair. Not long. <laughs> not long. You Sorry. may not have wanted to hop on the train, but once you were on, all the gadgets were yours.
0: So going back to our young hero, Ash Ketchum, what happens to him in this first episode? He falls asleep. He does? He goes to sleep? And he do- And in his sleep, he has lots of dreams. And in
1: one of the dreams, he throws his alarm clock.
0: So, I guess I can identify with that. I also have like dreams where I'm performing actions that my sleeping body then also perform. <laughs> like, you know. Punching. Yes. I've, I've punched the wall before.
1: And a wife.
0: Have I punched the wife?
1: <laughs> you going to cut that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Ash has a dream where he's throwing, he's like catching a Pokemon. And he like throws a Pokeball in his dream, but it's actually him picking up his alarm clock and throwing it. Which is shaped it. like a Pokeball. And he throws it against the wall and it breaks. Yep. So what happens?
1: He um wakes up late and then he rushes to Professor Oaks in his pajamas and with no shoes.
0: And when he gets there, there's a big crowd of people.
1: Yes, rooting for the true hero of the story, who is
0: Gary. Gary, Gary,
3: he's a man. He can't do it. No one can. Gary, oh sorry, excuse me. Hey, watch where you're going. Well, you must be Ash. Better late than never, I guess. At least you get the chance to meet me. Gary, Mister Gary, to you, show some respect. Well, Ash, you snooze, you lose, and you're
1: way behind right from the start. I've got a Pokemon, and you don't.
0: Everyone's favorite rival, Gary Oak.
1: He has the voice of a lizard. I don't know if that makes sense. Does that make sense? No. He sounds like a lizard.
0: He sounds like a jerk to me.
1: Yeah, a Just lizard a jerk. Real
0: jerk. A lizard jerk. Yeah, so every like everyone hates Gary. He's he's based. Um. On, <laughs> he's based on the rival character from the video games because mm-hmm. in the games it's very it's a similar setup. You're you're both kids growing up in the same town and you both get your starter Pokemon the same day. Uh, but your rival character, who in the games is called Green or Blue, mm-hmm. um, they're all they sure. always show up at the most inopportune time <laughs> to want to battle you. <laughs> uh, I'm
1: definitely gonna beat you this time. Yep,
0: and he, you know, he's always saying, you know, saying "smell you later" and talking (laughs) trash. And then the show makes Gary here even worse. Like he's—they make him unlikable because he's cocky, he's Mm -hmm. rude, and for some reason he travels with an entourage. (laughs) He's got a group of cheerleaders that are. He's
1: the smartest child. He's not going alone into the wilderness. He's taking a car. He's taking. He's taking. A buddy, two-by-two buddies at least. He has people who are making noise to scare off the wild animals that would eat him. Gary, how does nobody like Gary? Gary knows
0: how to survive in this wild west of a world. Well, he's just, but it's because he carries himself with like, you know, such rudeness.
1: No, I think you just don't like a prepared man.
0: (laughs) He's too (laughs) privileged. He's stuck up. That's the problem. Um, So Gary in the show, his name is not Gary, but Shigeru. He's named Shigeru. after Shigeru Miyamoto. He, yeah, so Shigeru Miyamoto was not Satoshi Tizuri's rival, but his mentor. But I guess as a way to... They can be the same thing. Just to honor, you know, his mentor, he, he put Shigeru's name in there.
1: I mean, like, a rival is like a mentor. It helps you, like, be... All the rivals that I've played in all the Pokemon ga- games that I have are my friends.
0: Yeah, it, it mostly... Well, it, in the first in the first generation of Pokemon games, it's... You know, this Gary character. And, it's
1: this red character. And he's
0: rude. Um, and then in Gold and Silver, the next generation, the rival is a criminal. <laughs> Ooh. Like, he's he's a delinquent. Like, he, go, he doesn't, like, he isn't given a Pokemon he t- uh, takes from a one? professor. He breaks into the laboratory and steals one. Can I play as a delinquent in, in the Pokemon world? I would really like to do that. That would actually be pretty fun if that was like an adventure you can go on. Can we just play a as
1: a Team Rocket and try to take over the world, but not like Jesse and James? Can we like pay, play like a
0: legit Team Rocket, like a Giovanni or a. That would be a lot of fun if you could play like a Pokemon underworld boss type character yes, in a and game. Yes. No. It would be
1: nice as well if you like, there's no way to actually win the game, but you can just keep trying <laughs> nope. to destroy it all.
0: Not in the not in the games yet. Do you hear me? <laughs> Nintendo, you're leaving you're leaving money on the table. <laughs> um so yep, uh, Gary takes off and Ash of course is late and he meets Professor Oak. So you've decided to show up after all. Oh,
4: Professor Oak, where's my Pokemon?
0: Your Pokemon?
4: Yes, I'm ready.
0: You look like you're ready for bed, not for Pokemon trading. I hope you don't think
4: you're going to trade in your pajamas. Oh, no, Professor. I got messed up this morning, and I was a little late. But believe me, I'm ready for a Pokemon.
0: <laughs> Do you believe him? <laughs> Freaking <laughs> Professor Oak is, like, cl- like he's using this, and he's just milking this situation as, like, a learning experience for Ash. Uh, he's not late again, anything.
1: huh? Hmm. The only way for this child to learn is
0: for you to not give him a Pokemon this year and make him wait until he's 11. That's kind of where you think it's going, though, because, like, he leads him into the laboratory and says, OK, if you want a Pokemon, here's here are your options.
4: I have thought about it a lot and it took me a long time, but I finally decided to choose Squirtle. Oh. Already taken by someone who was on time. Oh, I wish I hadn't overslept but now I will choose as my Pokemon, Bulbasaur. That one was also taken by a kid who wasn't late.
1: Oh. Oh.
0: So, you know. Like, why'd you bring me in here, Professor Oak? If if you didn't have any Pokemon left, why'd you, like, give me hope and think that I could choose one anyway? Why are you letting me open these balls that are clearly empty? Also, why do you still have the balls? Maybe he just replaced them. He probably replaced. It's a teaching moment. That's true. He knew Ash was going to show up eventually. Maybe the Ash has that reputation in town. The real question is, what was Mom doing? Mom could have woke him up, make him coffee again. Learning experience. I feel like all the, all, all the, the adults are like, nope,
1: we can't we, help you
0: on this day. We need to teach this naughty boy.
1: <laughs> so he doesn't end up getting. Any Pokemon, and the show uh, goes about what he does for the rest of the year as he waits for the next year
0: to come. No, in fact, Professor Oak throws him a bone uh, by saying that he's got one Pokemon left. The early bird gets the worm, or in this case, uh, the Pokemon.
4: Does that mean all the Pokemon are gone? Well, there is still one left, but (gasps) I... uh... Professor, I'll take it! I think I should warn you. There is a problem with this last one. I have to have a Pokemon. Well, in that case... Oh! Pikachu.
3: Its name is Pikachu.
4: Oh, it's so cute. It's the best of all. You'll see. Oh,
1: <laughs> hi, Pikachu! <Orminous. laughs>
4: It's
3: also known as electric mouse. It's usually shy, but can sometimes have an electrifying personality. I
4: see what you mean.
0: So if you know Pokemon, you know what Pikachu is. It's the yellow mouse with the curved tail, like the like jagged tail.
1: And has a voice like Ryan Reynolds.
0: Well, that's only Detective Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> detective Pikachu is Pikachu, but with a detective hat on. <laughs> um, so Pikachu uh, is the mascot of Pokemon. So initially, uh, based on a suggestion by the anime's production company, OLM, Pikachu and fellow Pokemon Clefairy were chosen to be the lead characters for the franchise merchandising with the latter as the primary mascot of the manga in particular, right? So it was going to be- Right. Pikachu was going to be the, manga, uh, the, the anime's mascot and Clefairy was going to be the manga's mascot, right? hmm Pikachu was chosen as the primary mascot of the anime in an attempt to appeal to female viewers and their mothers- And because it was believed that Pikachu presented the image of a recognizable, intimate pet for children. Okay. So Pikachu's cute and cuddly, looks like a dog or a cat. And that's why they chose Pikachu.
1: Okay. And what were their thoughts for Clefairy?
0: I don't know. Also,
1: that meme makes a lot more sense now. The, who's that Pokemon? It's Pikachu. It's Clefairy. Gosh dang it!
2: Who's that Pokemon? It's Pikachu!
1: <laughs> <laughs> was gonna, that one. I was gonna play that later, but I had it <laughs> yeah, because it was Pikachu,
0: but it was Clefairy. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Eventually, the decision was just like, no, Pikachu is the popular one. Make Pikachu the primary mascot for the whole series. Yeah.
1: Which I think is like not weird, not weird making Pikachu, but like that there was that they. Because I'm thinking about what Clefairy looks like. And I was like, why didn't they think that would have played appeal to girls? And... It
0: definitely would have played less in the U.S. Like this pink fuzzball thing. That's true. Yeah. So it was like little boys wouldn't have liked this pink thing.
1: Who cares? But Pikachu. We're trying to get the ladies.
0: In hindsight, it works. You know, it's like Pikachu. It absolutely. Works. Pikachu was the clear best choice to make. You know? Yeah. And then obviously they highlight like the cool, tough, final evolution Pokemon like Charizard and Blastoise. and Charizard. You've got a winning formula. Do you know where Pikachu gets its name from?
1: Paku Paco Paco. They.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's Pac-Man. Oh, then no. <laughs> so Pikachu's name is derived from a combination of two Japanese automonopias. You got Pika Pika, which is a sparkle sound, and Choo Choo, which is the sound Kiss. a mouse makes. Oh. So basically you can think of Pikachu as... Like, if you were going to take Pikachu as, like, a Japanese pun and make mm-hmm. it an English pun, it's basically Sparkle Squeak.
1: Mouse Squeak. Wait, Sparkle Squeak. Sparkle. Oh, because it's, sp- I was like, it doesn't sparkle. It's not a vampire, but it's k- 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 it's electric. Yeah, electricity,
0: like, like a, like a sp- yeah, Spark uh, Squeak. Spark Squeak. Pikachu. Cute. So that is where Pikachu gets his name. So oh. Ash Ketchum, his spar- starter Pokemon is different from everyone else. It's a Pikachu, uh, an electric type mouse. And this Pikachu's honorary. Honorary is exactly. That's that's the excellent most
1: excellent word for a Pikachu. Well, this specific one. Do we ever really see any more Pikachus in the series? Yeah,
0: yeah, they 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 visit like they find a prairie where like wild Pikachu roam. Pikachu prairie? And like Pikachu it considers staying with the wild Pikachu. Just like Butterfree. Just like Butterfree. <laughs> Ash cannot keep a Pokémon, but he's going to be a
1: Pokémon master, not a trainer, a master.
0: So what's up with this Pikachu? What's its problem?
1: Uh, it doesn't like Ash or Pokeballs or humanity. You know, it was kind of taken from its prairie. How old do you think Pikachu is?
0: I don't know. Probably young. Probably young. Yeah, it's just like this Pikachu is just like it's it's more of a wild animal. It's yeah. not quite tamed.
1: Yeah, you know, it's
0: not domesticated. But
1: we're gonna give it to a child.
0: <laughs> yes, we're gonna give this dangerous electric mouse to a child.
1: We're gonna give we're going to give this child a being that has sentience and has the ability to make known that they don't want this thing to happen.
0: Yes. This world is evil. <laughs> but anyway, Ash is about to set out and of course he he says goodbye to his mom, he says goodbye to Professor Does he Oak.
1: say goodbye to his mom? Of course. Well, he- I mean,
0: she she meets him outside the laboratory and gives him his underwear and his travel equipment,
1: his bag.
0: All his stuff. Uh, and, and she even gives him a set of Pokeballs.
4: With Pikachu at my side, I'll get all the Pokemon in the world. I thought all Pokemon stayed inside their Pokeballs. Why doesn't this one? Uh Oh, yeah, right. Pikachu, get in the ball now. <laughs> oh, <gasps> oh, you're playing catch. You're friends already. Oh, uh, sure.
0: <laughs> uh, sure yeah this P- just more and more sounds like a bad idea pikachu does not like to be in its pokeball so that's also different from all the other pokemon around because what yeah. what for those who have not watched pokemon basically pokemon live in these little red and white spheres like, cages
1: that shrink and possibly
0: they're essentially little cages yeah and that you can wear them on your belt <laughs> and when you're ready to call upon your pokemon for battle you throw the pokeball and it your pokemon will pop out Uh, But this Pikachu is different. He does not like the Pokeball. So he wants to just walk around on his own two feet. He doesn't want to be confined like a genie in a lamp.
1: He doesn't want to be with this child. He wants to go away.
0: But it's too bad because that's what they do. (sighs) Ugh. like ash lassos him with a rope and just drags like him literally across the drags
1: road. him in a leash and it's just kind of like i mean i get it right like it's not like it's the first time i've seen the show but really thinking about it when i was like what if this was a real world like like if we saw somebody dragging a dog by a leash that clearly didn't want to go to where it would be you know like doesn't look like it wants to i'd be like are you stealing that dog hey just let the dog off the leash if it wants to stay with you then it won't run away
0: but also yeah also this this Pikachu is extremely dangerous and can shock you with well, like, high-level electricity. Well, maybe we
1: shouldn't have put it in a bowl in the first place and taken it away from its... What's that word? Territory? Habitat! Habitat. <laughs> I think I am I I am the bad guys from that game that made the PETA the bad guys.
0: You're the, I can't remember what team it is. Team humanity. Team humane treatment <laughs> of Pokemon. Um, so here's where generally the po- Pokemon would go to break and we'd get a little interstitial. We already played it. But <laughs>
1: is that but where you're going to play it? Basically,
0: there's an interstitial in every episode of Pokemon and it's called Who's That Pokemon? Mm-hmm. And it would basically show a silhouette of a Pokemon. And the kids at home had to guess who the Pokemon is. It would go like this.
2: Who's that Pokemon?
1: It's Pikachu! It's Lefairie! Fuck! <laughs>
0: Um, <laughs> For a
1: second, that sounded like Will Ferrell. Was that Will Ferrell? I don't
0: think so. It might have been Will Ferrell. But I looked it up, and apparently, this is a tradition brought on from the Japanese show. Mm-hmm. Japanese show had a "Who's That Pokemon?" as well. So makes sense. Yeah, it's it's iconic that well, "Who's iconic. That Pikachu?" splash screen. Everyone knows it. That's true. Anyway, when we "Who's get- That Pikachu?" splash screen, that's what you just Who's said. Who's that Pokemon splash screen? <laughs> Anyway, we get back from break. Uh, Ash is dragging Pikachu through the woods. Yep. And uh, he is he's, hes getting fed up with it. He's like, why don't you like me, Pikachu?
1: I just want to be with
0: you. No, no. Po- <laughs> Pokemon don't talk.
4: Pikachu, are you going to be like this the whole way? Beep. Is it because you don't like me? Peek-o-peek-o. Well, I like you a lot. And since you're the Pokemon I'm training... Don't you think you could be a little nicer and just open your mouth and tell me what's wrong? Uh, That's not exactly what I meant. Is your name all you can say? Pika. Pika.
0: So yes, Pokemon can only say their their name.
1: No, that's not true.
0: Most Pokemon. Except in weird TV, like weird uh, movie adaptations where Pikachu talks for some reason. Meowth. Meowth is different. (laughs) Meowth, Meowth taught himself to talk.
1: Meowth is the rocket of this world.
0: (laughs) We're not going to meet Meowth in this episode. No. Uh, So I looked it up. Apparently, uh, reportedly, the original intention for the anime was to have the Pokemon talk. Oh. But OLM Inc. was unable to come up with a concept that Game Freak was accepting of.
1: Yeah. And then also the amount of like voice actors you would have to do for like the amount of pokemon that just show up
0: imagine like a, a just a battle scene where it's like pikachu use thunderbolt you Thunder got it <laughs> it would have been really cringy
1: and then like oh no critical hit pika oh, ash my spleen <laughs> i'm gonna get you Meowth, man i don't oh, know man it, no, would, it would have been horrible. Would have been not good. Terribly not good. No, Terribly yeah, not this this good. was the
0: best choice to make. Yeah. Good job. And I'm, I I can only assume this is the element of the show where a lot of parents were like, what is happening on the <laughs> screen? Because it's a bunch of creatures only saying their name.
1: And some of them don't even say their name. Caterpie just says P. Which, by the way, I meant to ask this earlier. Early bird gets the worm or Pokemon. Is there a worm Pokemon? I mean, Caterpie. Weedle? No, that's not a worm. It's a maggot. It's a larva.
0: I'm sure there's a worm Pokemon out there somewhere.
1: I want to... Can I Can I make a Pokemon team with only, like, worm-type Pokemons? Like, squiggly, wiggly worm-types.
0: I think there's... Yeah, I think I think you could. Could I win? None of them are going to evolve. Uh, we, we'll have to do some research. On <laughs> okay, send, sorry. Send your Pokemon team suggestions to Jess. Oh, yeah, do Twitter that. On Twitter, on Instagram.
1: For uh, Pokemon Eevee or... Pokemon Sword, Shield, or Diamond and Pearl that we're eventually going to get.
0: So anyway, um, this is the case in the game as well. But basically, when a Pokemon trainer goes out into the wild to catch, you know, to go on their adventure, to become Pokemon trainers and Pokemon masters. Right. Once you go out onto a route, what's the first thing really gonna, that's going to happen? In a Vichy game? Yeah.
1: You get attacked by... In the wild grass You don't see it coming
0: Yep you walk through wild You, you walk through Tall like grass. Tall grass In the wilds And you end up getting uh, You cross paths With a wild Pokemon And that's what Ash does They're like level three Or two You're fine
4: A Pidgey Pidgey is a flying Pokemon Among all the flying Pokemon It is the gentlest And easiest to capture A perfect target For the beginning Pokemon trainer To test his Pokemon's skills This is great it's our lucky day! Pikachu, go get it! Aren't you ever gonna listen to me? But why not? Okay, I get the message. I don't want your help or need it. I can get that thing all by myself.
0: So he's gonna try to catch himself a Pidgey, which is a little pigeon Pokemon. Yeah. They are the some of the most common wild Pokemon that you catch early in all the Pokemon games. And they taste like chicken. Apparently. (laughs) Um, Also, you heard the voice of the Pokedex there. Uh, The the Pokedex is a device that uh, Professor (laughs) Professor Oak gives Ash Mm -hmm. uh, to help him on his journey. In the games, you also get yourself a Pokedex.
1: It's a lot less uh, witty. In the game? Not witty. It's a lot less snarky in the games. Yeah.
0: Well, in the games, I don't think it really even talks to it you. It doesn't. Basically, the, the in the games, the Pokedex, was, it looks like a PDA. Yeah. And it has a list of every Pokemon. It's a log, basically. Right. It's a log book for every Pokemon that you've encountered and every Pokemon that you've caught. And right. It, they'll provi- it'll provide you with like stats and uh, descriptions of all the different Pokemon you've come across. Yeah. Um, So in the game or in the in the TV show, it hates Ash just as much as Pikachu (laughs) does. Yeah, the Pokedex is super snarky, Uh, but it also, you know, will talk to Ash and tell him all of the different Pokemon that he comes across.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It's pretty helpful most of the time. Yeah. World question.
1: So in the games, when you come across Pokemon, they're like level two, level three. I'm going to assume that means they're like. You never really come across a level one Pokemon. That's not a thing.
0: I think you do. And and usually, like, if a Pokemon hatches from an egg, it's level one. Right, right, right.
1: Here's the thing. That's the thing. I'm assuming levels are, like, how Age. Month. Like, of course, a Pidgey at level two is able to, where's its mom? But then, the other thing is, your Pokemon level up as they beat on other Pokemon and win battles. So... In gaining abuse and subjecting them to abuse, they get
0: stronger. I think you're thinking too much into it.
1: No, I'm not. It's experience. I think you're not thinking it as you grow. It's, it's. You know what I'm experienced with? Trauma, blunt force trauma. (laughs) Occasionally, trauma with someone throwing some gust at me or a very sharp ice or maybe some fire. Pokemon don't die though; they just faint. The world would be overrun. <laughs> the world would be overrun. We got to eat some of these Pokemon. What oh, do you mean I, they don't die? I
0: guarantee that's what the people in this world do for fun, <laughs> is they eat Pokemon. Pidgey tastes like Pidgey. Yeah. Yum. They're not vegetarians. Anyway, so what does Ash do with his Pidgey? He does what all good Pokemon trainers do, is they try. To, he tries to catch it in a pokeball
4: hmm All right. I've pledged to get all the Pokemon in the world. Now I'm ready to take the next step to be the number one Pokemon master. Enjoy your last moments of freedom, Pidgey, because you're mine! Pokeball, go! I did it! Huh? Oh, I blew it. <laughs> to capture up- you usually have your own Pokemon battle with the other.
1: Now he tells me. <laughs> Here's the thing. You're sending this kid. A- you can have a license. Doesn't a license mean you have to, like, have practiced and trained for. Right, so-
0: he has your registration. Has you to had pay. to do
1: something. You have some knowledge of the thing that you're going. Like, to get a license means the thing that you're doing isn't something that you can just. You don't get a skateboarding license, you don't do that. Because it's like, whatever, skateboard, full, do what you want. It's fine. You're not going to destroy yourself or property. You might, but it's fine. You get a car driving license because you do. You get a fishing and a hunting license because this is important. There are important things to know so that you do not affect the the place that you're fishing or hunting or the people around you and stuff. The child did not know that he needed to fight the Pokemon before trying to take its freedom away. His words... (laughs) This world is not a good world.
0: It's true. But it is based on the games. And in the games, everybody who's played a Pokemon game understands the anxiety of throwing a Pokeball at a wild Pokemon and have it like, you know, the ball lands on the ground and it starts to shake. Right. And the same thing happens in the show. That's factual. And as it shakes, you're like, is this thing going to stay in the ball or not? (laughs) And when it breaks out, you're like, no. No. But if it shakes three times and it settles and you're like, yes, I caught it. That Articuno is mine. But the point of obviously in the games and in the games, like you can actually look up like the catch, like the math equation to to uh, calculate the catch rate of a different Pokemon or something.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, It's like this complex equation, but there's like math involved in how successful you're going to be if you try to throw a Pokeball at a Pokemon. Right. And it's based on. Whether or not you've weakened that Pokemon beforehand, what kind of Pokeball you're using, yep. whether or not you've like put the Pokemon to sleep, or if it's paralyzed or something, right? Uh, it's very complicated. It's very serious business. this Pokemon? Yeah,
1: there's lots of math that goes into they developed this game. Don't
0: even get me started on EVs and IVs. I won't. <laughs> So, yeah, Ash Ash is a freaking loser. He, uh,
1: he doesn't know. You're not wrong, you have but to, you're
0: also rude. Yeah, you have to weaken the Pidgey before you can throw a Pokeball at it. This is literally why Gary was like, get out of the way, you noob. And this is why Gary has, like, all the best Pokemon, while Ash has, like, none. I'm a Pokemon
1: master. Can't even have a full team of six ever in the whole history of the
0: show. Yeah, It, it takes him a while. It sure does. <laughs> Um, so, anyway, he catch- he tries to catch the Pidgey, and he fails miserably because Pikachu doesn't want to battle. Correct. Um, and so, Ash then comes across a different Pokemon. Before-
1: well, not on purpose. He's try- still trying to catch the Pidgey, so he's throwing
0: rocks to weaken the <laughs> Pidgey because Which, Pikachu will not do it. Honestly, like, if that was a mechanic in the game, that would be interesting. It's like, yeah. if you all of your Pokemon have run out of moves... So you, you can, can just, just start throw. throwing rocks at Pokemon.
1: <laughs> Honestly, like, I, it would be great if a Pokemon game started out like that instead of, like, you getting a starter. Like, you just need to go and throw a rock at Pokemons until you can find it. This
0: is a bad world to live in. I'm not saying throw rocks at things. I'm just saying rock throw is a move in Pokemon. That's true. So anyway, yeah, he throws a rock at a group of Pidgey, hoping to stun one so that he could catch it. But what happens?
1: Uh, he misses a Pidgey and hits a Sparrow.
0: Spearow. Yes, he accidentally strikes a Spearow with a rock instead. And Spearows are more aggressive bird Pokemon.
1: Yes, they're the crows of the world. I'm sure there's an actual crow Pokemon.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there are. Murkrow, in fact. But yeah, Spearow is a very aggressive, angry-looking bird Pokemon. And Ash hits one in the head (laughs) with a rock.
4: I wonder what that is. Unlike Pidgey, Spearow has a terrible attitude. It is very wild
0: and will sometimes attack other Pokemon and humans. And this Spearow don't play.
1: How do you live in a region where Spearow are native and you just have never seen a Spearow? Like, we have... We have geese and ducks near the lake near us. You know what I'm not going to do? Go anywhere near their territory. Throw
0: a rock at them.
1: In their direction at all. I don't look up and go like, what kind of goose? No, is a goose. Run.
0: It's true. Ash is very stupid. <clears throat>
1: Ash is most stupid.
0: He shouldn't be out here.
1: No, who gave him? A, I never saw him take a license. I think this is just like he's he's the village idiot and they wanted him gone.
0: <laughs> Professor Oak. Is that manslaughter? What is that? Yes. Negligence.
1: Negligence. Least. Definitely.
0: So, yeah, he, he he makes this Spiro very angry and Spiro calls its friends and Ash and Pikachu are then chased for the entire rest of the episode by a murder of Spiro.
1: That's what a, that's what a group of crows is
0: called. Yes, uh-huh. a murder of Spiro chase <laughs> Ash for the next ten minutes. Yep, and they don't let up. They
1: just—it's it, not a funny like Scooby Doo. We went through the wrong door. We're both through the same door. Nope, 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 nope. There is a murder in the eyes of this murder.
0: Oh yeah, you you li- you think that Ash is in very real danger, and he like jumps into a stream and goes down a waterfall, and there are several points where like he's dead. He's dead. The police are gonna find him dead on the right? side of the river. And <laughs> this is how this episode. This is how this kid's show starts. They're gonna visit his his mom's house the next day <laughs> and say, "We found your son dead." Who let him out? <laughs> <laughs> but what what happens? Like so, he 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 steals a bike from who? Just a random chick. Her name is Misty.
1: How do you know that? Did they? Did she introduce herself?
0: Well, I think they become friends. You think?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just a kid.
3: Oh, and a Pokemon.
4: Okay. Yeah, I'm okay.
3: Not you. Look what you've done to that poor little thing. Is it breathing? Uh, I, I think so. Well, just don't sit there. It needs a doctor right away. There's a medical center not too far from here. You've got to get moving now. You mean a hospital?
4: Yes, for Pokemon. Um, can you tell me which way do I go? That way.
1: He doesn't sound like he knows that there are hospitals for Pokemon. That's all. He doesn't seem like he knows. There are hospitals. for He wants to be a master.
0: He wasn't watching those those in, those informational programs on the TV where Professor Oak was giving everyone the rundown.
1: Like, you know, we all know those people that want to do something. Like, we've all worked with a person or had them in our fang, frame group that wanted a lot of responsibility. Like, yo, let me run this. Let me lead this. Let me do this. Let me be in charge of this. And you're like... No, it's you true. don't understand. It's, true. it's
0: just- You're not ready for this, boy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that that girl, she didn't say her name, and uh, you don't. I don't. You don't find her name out until the next episode. I think honestly, you're right. But um, yeah. that is Misty, who becomes a long running companion of Link, of Link of Ash.
1: <laughs> 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 but she's really right. Re- she's really just with him to uh, as he's the guarantor to give her back the thing he took from her. It got destroyed.
4: They're coming back! Run! Hey, what are you doing? I'm borrowing this. Wait, hey, that's my bike! I'll give it back someday! It's not not my bike!
0: And uh, yeah, so that's the whole point of why Misty is constantly hanging out with Ash for like the whole show. Yeah. It's because he, he took her bike.
1: And then got it destroyed
0: by a Pikachu. Yep. And so he owes her a new bike and but, that's why she hangs out with him.
1: But unlike in the games, he never wins money.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he there that's the that's another thing about this show is they're constantly <laughs> poor. Constantly. Like they're just they so it's Ash, Misty and they meet another friend very shortly named Brock.
1: I don't even understand how Brock became a thing, but
0: yep. And these Brock's three are just too. they're three homeless children. Yep. And that's a lot of the, the show is them like complaining how hungry they are because they have no food and no money to buy that food. Go home. Your mom will feed you. So silly, silly stuff. But I also wanted to use that exchange for Misty uh, as an excuse to talk about a few things. One, do you remember when we talked about um, gargoyles in 1994? Yes. And you mentioned that uh, a Goliath was a, a a schoolyard crush for you. Yes uh misty was mine (laughs) i don't know if misty was my first fictional crush but uh she was definitely one of them
1: am i one of your fictional crushes
0: you're a non-fictional crush am i yes
1: maybe you're doing this podcast alone maybe this is all in your head No. (laughs) i could see why you like misty i mean you like me because i'm a redhead
0: You're feisty, like, like Misty is.
1: <laughs> Am I feisty? Yes. I don't
0: think so. That's a word to describe a Pikachu, not a wife a um, And then also I wanted to use this exchange to talk about the differences between the English dub and the Japanese uh, okay. original. So um, I have the, uh, the first clip that I played with Misty where she goes like, who's that kid? Who's that kid? <laughs> or he's like, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Not you! The Pokemon! I have that same clip in Japanese and
3: I just wanted to play it. Okay. ありがとう. <laughs> did did <just> <laughs>
4: the
1: uh,
0: Yes, yes, she did slap
1: Ash. <laughs> <laughs> he deserved it. Somebody yep. needed to smack that boy.
0: So, apparently, um, Nintendo specifically asked for changes to be made to the English adaptation of this episode and to the show in general.
1: Why?
0: So, things like punching and, you know, and violence, including an instance where Misty slaps Ash, was uh-huh. removed. Okay. Yep. So that, (laughs) in the Japanese original, she runs up to Ash and he goes, oh, thank you. (laughs) Smack. Smack. Not you. (laughs) So I thought that was very funny. Um, So in Japanese, uh, Ash is voiced by Rika Matsumoto. And in English, he he is voiced by Veronica Taylor. In Japanese, Misty is voiced by Mayumi Yuzuka. And she is voiced by Rachel Lillis in English. So... Thank you. Oh, I didn't
1: know Ash's was voice, was voice actor was a woman. Yep. Cool.
0: Yeah, she, uh, Veronica Taylor played Ash for many, many years, mm-hmm. um, and then she was swapped out with someone else. But yeah, that is an iconic voice for Ash, for sure. Agreed. So Ash steals Misty's bike and is on the run because the Spiro have not given up. <laughs> and well, what happens? I don't know. He falls off the bike
1: somehow. I'm not sure how. Did he fall off a like a ditch?
0: It starts like raining and it gets muddy and he just like falls off the bike because they're you know p- just pedaling so quickly. Yeah. And they're just laying in the mud as a murder of of birds are just descending upon them and it's raining and it's starting to you know thunder and lightning. And yeah. Ash it, he falls
1: like, off and then he's like stay behind me Pikachu. Get in my get in your ball. Get in my belly and um He stands in front of Pikachu like, you can't, like he's going to be eaten by birds. He's He's going to be, it it is a birdemic and he's going to be dead by birds.
0: It's a moment of self-sacrifice. I think Ash is, you know, proving to Pikachu that he, Mm -hmm. he's going to stand up for Pikachu.
1: And he's not trying to prove it. He's not like, I'm doing this thing so that you know that I'm, I'm a good dude. He's like, it just. It's from the heart. It's from the heart. He just doesn't want his Pikachu to like. Get, get hurt him. unless it's uh, by his own hand in battle
4: <laughs> Spiros, do you know who I am? I'm Ash from the town of Pallet. I'm destined to be the world's number one Pokemon master. I can't be defeated by the likes of you I'm going to capture and defeat you all. You hear me? Pikachu, go inside the Pokeball. It's the only way
1: This child clearly doesn't know how to. Think. I'm gonna capture you all. Your mom only gave you five pokeballs,
0: and you already wasted one. And you're. you're he also does not catch all of them. He surely doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> he's an idiot.
1: I'm just an idiot that I am.
0: But he's a brave idiot, and he, you know, Pikachu finally has that face turn and is like, "Okay, this guy really cares. He has my back. Uh, I will step in and shock all of these birds." Yeah. So, uh, Pikachu in a triumphant moment does Thunder Shock, and I think so, or something like that. Thunder. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Does some kind of Thunder move and thunders all the Pidgeys down. Yes. It's helping that it's rain because he can trigger some from the sky, or she. I don't know what gender, Poke Pikachu is. I think
0: Pikachu's a boy.
1: Um, I was just thinking about this because I was just playing that Pokemon EV game. And um, or I was just replaying it and the first badge when you win it allows you to not have trouble wrangling Pokemon over the level of 20.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe Pikachu's just level 20. It could be yeah that that might be a problem just Pikachu doesn't respect Ash because Ash uh, hasn't proven his worth. I think that's like the the point like mechanically in the games, you're not supposed to catch Pokemon that are higher level than you mm-hmm. and when you do, um, they don't obey your commands because it's sort of like a handicap. Yeah. Like if you have a Pokemon that's w- way stronger than everything else you're gonna come up against, mm-hmm. they instituted that handicap right. so that um you're gonna have a bit more trouble. Like there'll be times if you got a Pokemon that's like way over leveled, it just won't listen to you. It's yeah. like Yeah, let's be- you just took a nap, you know, or something. <laughs>
1: It just took a nap and then was wailed on and now it's passed out.
0: But in the narrative, it's like, you know, you as a trainer have to prove that you are, you know, worth the Pokemon's trust and right. loyalty or whatever. And maybe that's the case. Yeah. Maybe Pikachu was just overleveled. Yeah. And Ash needed to prove himself. That being said, Oak, what the hey? He said something was wrong with it. He- it was
1: What was wrong is you're giving a 20 year old to a 10 year old. A dumb
0: 10-year-old, to be exact.
1: Why did you give that one to Gary?
0: <laughs> but all things, yeah, at the end of this episode, Pikachu and Ash, they have that bonding moment. And now they're best friends.
1: Uh, best friends?
0: Yep. Now they're friendly. Anyway, yeah, they—they, they, I think they pass out at that point. You know, Pikachu loses all of its energy, shocking all of the Spiro and scaring them off. And Ash is just like, I don't know. He's scared or something.
1: He's just like, what did you do? He
0: passed out from exhaustion.
1: Yeah, they both are just on on the ground, passed out.
0: And then they wake up and the rain has stopped and there's a rainbow. And And there's a ho-ho.
1: Well, we beat him. Sure.
4: What's that?
1: There
0: is no data. There are still Pokemon yet to be
1: identified. It's Ho-Ho. It's ho ho <laughs> It's a Ho-Ho. Hostess so, snack cake.
0: Yes, they, they look up in the sky and a mysterious golden bird flies across the sky. And they're like, what is that? And even the Pokedex doesn't know. I don't know. So ho ho was not featured in the first Pokemon games. It wasn't in red, blue, or green, right? Mm-hmm. Game Freak, the developer, was developing a follow-up to Red, Blue, and Green, eventually released as Gold and Silver, at the time of the anime's launch. So that's why they were able to include an early design of the legendary Pokemon Ho-Oh, who was set to debut in the new games. Nice. Yeah. So, honestly, like, it, it totally worked. I feel like it worked in Japan back when it debuted in 97, and it worked when we saw this first episode here in the US. Mm -hmm. It was like, hey, here's a Pokemon that's not in these games that you've been playing. It's not in any of the books. So it's just like this mysterious, unknown Pokemon. You're like, what is that? Oh my god, catch them all. Yeah, it's like, how do we catch that? (laughs) So, I don't know, it was enticing. You know, and it was like a taste of things to come.
1: They knew what they were doing.
0: They did, they did. They were like, we're gonna these children and take their Pokemon. parents money yes um so that is more or less the end of the first episode this is just the beginning of the amazing adventures of ash and pikachu their journey is destined to be
3: packed with non-stop action millions of laughs, heart-pounding perils and endless
4: excitement Together, they'll encounter fantastic friends, evil enemies, and meet
0: creatures beyond their wildest imagination. And as their story unfolds, we'll unlock the magic and mystery of a most wondrous place, the incredible world of Pokemon. So come back tomorrow, kids. And the next day. And the next day. Just keep coming back.
1: Millions of laughs? Would you say there were millions of laughs?
0: Uh, I mean, collectively, maybe.
1: Like, there were... Forty thousand like, kids there, making there are like, a million collective.
0: individual ha huh in the in the show. <laughs> <laughs> Boo, yeah. So, um, the, every every episode of Pokemon to this day ends with it, like the screen will shrink down and the words "to be continued" will show up on the bottom. Yeah, and, uh, I think we're all waiting for that day where the "to be continued."
1: Are we waiting for it? I don't know. It just seems like... We are like all you... loathing that day. No, all, all good things
0: have to come to an end. And one day, that To Be Continued won't be featured somewhere. But, that's true. You know, the chapter will close. But for the last 15 years, To that Be Continued, it's always been there at the end. Yeah. Um. But Wait. that's not the end of the first episode of Pokemon. Oh. There's one final... Business we need to get to. Oh, do you no. know what it is? Is it a rap? It's the poker rap. I thought
1: you were gonna close with it, so I guess this is fine. Okay, guys,
4: we gotta rap some Pokemon. We don't you have just do to. the singing. I'll take care of the hard part. Let's get it on. I want to be the best that
1: ever was. This doesn't want sound like rap. All the rest? Yeah, that's my
4: cause. Electro dicklet nitter Mankey, manky finisher <laughs> adapta Dragonite, Gasly.
0: Only Orion, Polyrath, Catch him, catch him, gotta catch them all. Gosh. So, yeah, the PokéRap, uh, <laughs> it was basically the last thing you would hear on every episode of Pokémon. Um, and they structured it on purpose in a way where they, they would only list out, like, Some of 20 them? or so Pokémon every day. So Monday through Friday, you'd get the whole PokéRap. So th- they did this on purpose, right? So... Every episode of the Poker Wrap, or every segment of it, it, they would name like twenty or so Pokemon, right. right? And then every day, Monday through Friday, you'd get a different piece of the Poker Wrap, right? So that Monday through Friday, you've watched every single episode, you've witnessed the entirety of the Poker Wrap, <laughs> and the Poker rap names all one hundred and fifty original Pokemon, just like it did. You you heard a little bit there. Heard it, it's <laughs> so, that's a lot. It's so stupid. Um, so the the Rap was a four kids creation. Creation, okay. Uh, the uh, have some some credits here. The Kanto Rap is what it's officially referred to today.
1: That makes sense. It it's was
0: Kanto region. It features vocalists James D Train Williams and Bobby Floyd. Uh, it, so th- this song was featured for the first fifty two episodes of the Pokemon English dub. Okay. Uh, it is <laughs> it is considered an English version of the Japanese song Can You Name All the Pokemon by Suzu Kisan from the Can You Name Slash Draw All the Pokemon videotape. Oh. So yeah, there was this videotape from Japan and I guess they had a song that was similar to the PokéRap. Oh, it was okay. called Can You Name All the Pokemon and uh, have a little bit of it here if you want to hear it. <laughs>
1: Give me what Tapori Pokemon Scamita, Pokemon Hakoji, Pikis Camita, Kimimim off,
3: Pagamata, no Kimim off, Pokemon Yadu
4: Kanani Tosenda,
3: how's your mouth rolling
1: today? Katu Kayu Yadulam, Pizunk, Kodak, Kola, Tosbatoga, Sundas, Menoku Lucket, Pablo Kagata, Matamagara of Siki Dante.
0: So he's just naming the Pokemon there, their Japanese names.
1: I like that one.
0: It's creepy i, I watched <laughs> the video oh. it's creepy i can believe that it's very creepy and yeah so it's like that's i guess that's what you would that's like the japanese equivalent to the poker app <laughs> what you just heard so thanks suzy kaizen
1: thanks i love it
0: uh the poker app in in the english Broadcast was replaced by Pikachu's jukebox, a segment that featured different songs from the Pokemon To Be a Master soundtrack CD. I
1: want to be a master.
0: <laughs> my my friend Steven, he had the Pokemon To Be a Master uh, like CD, mm-hmm. and we'd play that thing all the time because <laughs> it, it had the Pokemon theme song and it had a lot of this, the different songs from the anime and the movie. It was it, everything you wanted? It was, and we'd listen to it in his dad's like garage, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and that is more or less the first episode of Pokemon. Yay! Would you recommend it? Did just you like it?
1: The first episode or the whole show?
0: Let's just say the first episode. I, th- I think it's an adequate first episode for a show.
1: No. Too many questions, too many stupid children.
0: <laughs> I just feel like you're questioning the, like, the <laughs> internal <laughs> logic of the Pokemon world, though. I am. <laughs> I feel like, I'm going to be honest. I, I was like, this show is very dumb. Mm. It's for children. It's a children's show, but it does a very good job of setting up the Pokemon world Mm -hmm. as it is, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's a good primer for people who have never played the games Mm. to still be able to understand what's going on and enjoy the show. I think that's successful. It's like you don't need to have encountered the source material to appreciate the show or to enjoy it. I don't disagree with you, but I won't agree with you. Just because. <laughs> Do you think it's a bad show?
1: No, no, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a fine show. It's Pokemon. It's a good show. Yeah. It's not Digimon, but it's a good show.
0: Yeah, it's 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 very cartoonish. It's for children. It has a lot of you know dumb kid jokes and kid logic. And uh, obviously, as the show goes, it's very episodic. It's like you know, heroes travel to new location. They get into a little wacky adventure. They, they sink move a whole on. ship. Stuff like that happens, but like. I think when I was a kid, I really appreciated because it was, for the most part, still serialized. You know, mm-hmm. they were still moving from point A to point B. Yeah, and you know, Ash would grow. He'd catch new Pokemon. He would get gym badges. You know, uh, he'd get you know, earn his way up to the Pokemon League.
1: Did he ever make it to the Pokemon League?
0: He did at the end of this first season. He reached the Pokemon League. Ah. he fails miserably. <laughs> he he doesn't win the Pokemon League, but he does get to the you know he does get there yeah and he competes so that's something and honestly like i really liked like there would be ep- like seasons of pokemon where they would get to the league of the whatever region they're in it would be like a tournament arc mhm you know so there was like a whole you know there's a whole 6 or 7 episode arc where ash is competing in the tournament oh yeah yeah, and yeah it was yeah. fun it's was, it was like dragon ball or something
1: that sounds yeah that sounds fun i i legit never got that far in pokemon so um it does sound like a romp. it sounds like yeah. a nice a nice little thing.
0: I think I feel like for this show you have to check, you have to meet the show on its terms. You have to check your brain off at the door, you know. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, but if you enjoy, I, I feel like there's so much to enjoy and just how like how cartoonishly fun the show mm-hmm. is, you know. And it's like it's got exciting battles and uh, the music and the animation is good. Uh, the characters are incredibly stupid, but I don't know they're all so charming and fun. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I think I recommend Pokemon.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I also recommend it.
0: Thank you. (laughs) So what did the world think of Pokemon? Pokemon was a big ratings mover in Japan, the United States, and around the world. In the first week under the Kids WB umbrella, Pokemon hit a successful 3.9 rating. Uh, It reached 3.1 million viewers by September and, according to Nielsen, had hooked half of all boys aged 6 to 11 uh, by November. So all little boys, 6 to 11, who were watching TV at the time, were watching Pokemon. Yep.
1: Yeah. You were in it because Michael convinced you.
0: It's quite a feat, yeah. Thanks to Pokemon, Kids WB beat Fox Kids and Disney's One Saturday Morning, big in the ratings. Yeah, Prompting an anime arms race among the major networks. Oh, yeah. So, like, remember how I mentioned that, oh, yeah, Recess did pretty well, to a point. It's because... <laughs> Pokemon, Pokemon debuted came. and beat everything to a pulp.
1: <laughs> They're like, "Oh, you wanted some? You wanted some of this uh, lovely,
0: lovely uh, Nilsson. No, it's mine." And at that point, kids wanted anime. They wanted to watch anime that was brought from Japan. Yeah. So it's like Fox and WB were just stocking up on licensed anime. You yep. Know? Fox could get Digimon. F- WB would get Card Captors. Fox would get Monster Rancher. WB would get something else, Yu-Gi-Oh right? It was just constantly they were trying to best each other and eat, uh, just, you know, get some of that ratings pie. And I feel like Disney's One Saturday Morning, Disney didn't play into that hand, and they lost big because of it. Disney was trying to push its own animation, and American kids did not want to watch what was on Disney's One Saturday Morning. They They wanted Pokemon.
1: They did. But I'm glad that, like, that was a thing that we had. Like, I don't know. I think, like, the the globalization of entertainment like coming like, like kids going so hard for that yeah which also makes sense as to like as the internet blew up obviously um millennials being in the age range to really utilize it was definitely pushed towards globalization because we we're like no 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 give me that sweet sweet non-american stuff
0: and i think it proved a lot of tv executives in the u.s wrong who, who thought oh Kids don't want to watch this Japanese cartoon. Yes, it's they like, do. Yes, they do.
1: They want to watch it all wanna, day
0: long. Kids don't want to watch a show that's over serialized. Yes, they do. Kids don't want to know what food is in other countries. Well, they they still, <laughs> they still localized. The, we couldn't win all the battles. Yeah, yeah. So if you if you ever wonder why they call a rice ball a jelly donut An in America, onigiri. it's because <laughs> four kids thought that. English kids wouldn't know what a rice ball is.
1: Yeah. It's anyway, a bowl f- of rice, dude. It's a bowl of rice.
0: The first episode of Pokemon received mixed reviews from critics, with praise going to its faithfulness to the games, but criticism aimed at its main character. I wonder why. Yeah, so not a lot of Ash fans out there. No. Game Zone praised the show's opening Pokemon battle on television, stating that, quote, it emulates the game perfectly, then quickly transforms into a more realistic, full-color battle. Few game-based anime series incorporate the game elements so well, which I totally agree with. While Cleveland, Ohio newspaper The Plain Dealer complained that, quote, Ash just isn't all that interesting.
1: Uh, He's not.
0: The show overall, though, while fondly remembered by millennials, has been subject to criticism. Paste Magazine, for example, said, quote, Pokemon may not be high artistry because, you know, it's for children, but the show's pervasiveness is a testament to the power of nostalgia.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's why a lot of us enjoy Pokemon still. It's because of nostalgia.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like
0: at least the show. I, I feel like the games have peaks and valleys in terms of quality.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like
0: I, we both really like Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Yeah. Um, But like I really wasn't a big fan of things like Pokemon Shield. Shield you
1: didn't like
0: it at all. I did. I liked some of it. But most of
1: it you were like, there were why? A, yeah,
0: there were a lot of elements of Pokemon Sword and Shield that were frustrating to me.
1: Yeah. <clears throat>
0: And demonstrating the show's complicated legacy, IGN in 2008 said, quote, ultimately the show's story is boring, repetitive, and formulaic. And quote, at the end of the day, this franchise feels more like crass marketing than trying to preach the importance of friend and companionship. That same outlet in 2021 said, quote, the series had clever writing and a golden marketing formula designed to spread Nintendo's Pokemon video games into new lucrative territory.
1: Yeah, see, that's the thing when you have different writers writing stuff. Like, no, I like it.
0: So it's like they're looking at the commercialism of Pokemon. They they both agree Pokemon is very much commercialized. Yes. But it could be a good thing. could be a bad thing. Yeah. Depending on how you look at it. Yeah. But of course, Pokemon, both the anime and the franchise, was not without its controversies.
1: <clears throat> I'm sorry? How does Pokemon controverse?
0: The show, for example, has had several episodes removed from a rotation in Japan and across the world. So let's talk about the show here for a second uh, because that was something like you'd hear about on the schoolyard. Hey, did you hear there's an episode in Japan where blah, blah, blah happens, yeah. right? And it's like, you, you constantly hear that. My, my, my uncle who works at Nintendo said this, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Everyone's got an uncle that works at Nintendo.
1: Liars. Yeah,
0: but like, you know, it, it was like, I heard it all the time. Like, bro, there's an episode where in Japan, but you don't see it in, in the U.S., uh, Ash and Misty, they kiss. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was like the golden goose. Everyone wanted to see the episode where Ash and Misty kiss. Yeah, they did. Uh, the episode Cyber Soldier Porygon made headlines worldwide when it caused 685 Japanese children to experience seizures and seizure-like symptoms caused by repetitive flash of light. Yep. <clears throat> so yeah, that that is. That. I feel like
1: that's why we have flash warnings now.
0: And not only that, like that episode never aired in the U.S. Mm. Like I, I don't think. And basically every, like Porygon as a Pokemon has never appeared in the anime since. Uh, it's because Porygon, Porygon is like associated with this horrible controversy.
1: They're like, oh no. The
0: Porygon episode gives
1: children seizures.
0: The episode Beauty in the Beach was initially skipped in the U.S. due to sexual content. So that was an episode where they go to a beach bikini contest. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, and they he make some like you this. know they make a few light sexual jokes, like nothing. Like I don't think anything too crazy, but yeah, I can understand American censors thinking it was a little inappropriate. Yeah, the legend of Dratini was banned in almost every single country outside of Japan, largely due to the frequent use of firearms throughout. So if you're on the internet and you see a <laughs> you see an image of an old West cowboy. Pointing a revolver at Ash Ketchum's face. That's where that comes from. <laughs> and it's actually—that That kind is of,
1: not a fan edit. That is a Nintendo. It's actually
0: kind of funny because in that episode, Ash is at the Safari Zone, right? Which is mm-hmm. an area from the games. Right. Ash catches a herd of Tauros Pokemon.
1: He He catches a whole herd?
0: Yes. And he does that in an episode that was banned in the U.S., Therefore, in later episodes, when they reference Ash catching a herd of Tauros, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Because we never saw him do that.
1: Like That's a lie.
0: And the episode The Ice Cave was skipped in the U.S. because of the appearance of the controversial Pokemon, Jinx. Oh, right, right, right. So, yeah, Jinx, if you've seen Jinx, uh, it's... Purple. It's currently now purple, but back in the day, Jinx was black. Like, its skin was black, and Mm -hmm. it resembled blackface. And uh, and people had a problem with that. People did have a problem with that for reasons. Also, Jinx just looks weird in general, even with the purple skin. I don't like Jinx.
1: Yeah, you you seem like the type to not like Jinx.
0: <laughs> I don't like the Pokemon that look like human beings. I don't like Mr. Mime. I'm not a big fan of Machoke. What about Machamp? Nope. What about Machop? Chop's a little better. <laughs> Pokemon has been criticized by parent and fundamentalist Christian groups over perceived occult and violent themes and the concept of Pokemon evolution, because obviously evolution has only one meaning, and that means Darwinian evolution, you know, not like general evolution where the Pokemon just grow in size. Like, I remember stuff like this, like I had a few parent, like a few friends whose parents thought Pokemon was demonic or something stupid like that.
1: Yeah. Did you know I, anybody like that? Uh no, but uh my cousins weren't allowed to watch The Simpsons.
0: I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons either. I feel like The Simpsons is a little different because it's made for adults. Mm. But like this comes down to like <clears throat> the satanic panic nonsense. Yeah. Where like certain fundamentalist Christian groups will glob onto something that's popular in order to themselves stay relevant. Yeah. Even though they have absolutely, no- they know nothing they about just, the, the source material. They just hate it to hate it. Right, and, and then you get weird. Uh... Ow. <laughs> no, you get you get strange sermons like this one. So, so Pokemon is a game that teaches children how to enter into the world of witchcraft, how to cast spells, how to use psychic phenomena, how to put work supernatural powers against their enemies, how to fantasy role play. Pokemon world is a world of the demonic. Of the satanic. But while you might not take it quite seriously, I assure you that demons take it quite seriously. Satan takes it quite seriously. Your children knew, need to know there's a devil, and he hates them, and he wants to ruin their life. Through Pokemon. <laughs> well, <laughs> Through that adorable Pikachu. <laughs> he wants to take over their
1: lives. You think that Pikachu's adorable. You've been lied to. Pikachu only has three fingers.
0: A sign of the devil. Oh, gosh. <laughs> he, he said that. <laughs> That's like a, it's like a 10 minute sermon. Oh my gosh. Well, we're not going to do that. (laughs) No, but yeah. So it's like ridiculous stuff like that. I heard that a bunch as a kid. Uh, It's nonsense. Yeah. In 2001, Saudi Arabia banned Pokemon games and the trading cards for perceived depictions of non-Muslim religious imagery. And in 2012, PETA criticized the concept of Pokemon as supporting cruelty to animals. I
1: mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but mm, it was criticized. That's fine.
0: Pokemon like to battle. It's about friendship and companionship. It's about Uh working together as a team.
1: And you know why the only reason I believe that is because these are made up things. And if the person who made them up says that that's the thing, then okay.
0: Yes. (laughs) Gotta trust. That's why I say Pokemon, you gotta meet it at its level. No, I don't. (laughs) But I will. Paste Magazine ranked Pokemon at the 44th place in its list of the 50 best anime series of all time while IGN ranked the series at 70th place on its list of top 100 anime series. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Well-remembered, regarded pretty well. Regarded. Okay. And what of the legacy of Pokemon? Now, here's where I was just like, there's too much. There's too much legacy. I can't include it all. You can. So I'm going to try my best to focus on the anime series, and we'll pepper in a few other things about the... uh, the the, the the franchise as a whole. Okay. All right. So, the Pokemon anime has run for 24 seasons of 1,178 episodes as of this writing. Because Pokemon is still running today.
1: Never gonna stop. Uh,
0: this show has gone everywhere. It, 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 there's so much stuff that's happened in this show. Off the top of your head, what are like two iconic moments from the show after this first episode, I guess?
1: Um... Uh, we find out that Misty is actually a gym trainer.
0: She is. A, she she leads her own gym. Yes. And with her sisters. Yes. They they run the gym together. That's that that's happened.
1: Um. Ash loses at the Elite Four.
0: He he loses at the Indigo Plateau Pokemon League. Um. Yep. That does happen. Um. I I remember the Butterfree like, bye-bye Butterfree episode? Yeah. So Ash catches a Caterpie early in the series that then evolves into a Butterfree, which is a butterfly Pokemon. Mm -hmm. And it's like his first real Pokemon. Yeah. Other than Pikachu. Um, And there's an episode where Butterfree wants to roam wild with the other wild Butterfree. And so Ash lets it go. And it's very emotional.
1: It's very emotional.
0: There's so many memorable... Like characters and and moments from this show that like we could sit here and just keep talking about them. Like yeah. we didn't even mention Team Rocket, really. Oh, we didn't. There's a reoccurring group of uh, they're not even an- they're antagonists, but not really. They're bumbling fools. <laughs> Fair. There's a group of like three bad guys that stalk Ash because they want to steal Pikachu, mm-hmm. and uh, they 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 show up at every episode and get foiled. They're they have some stupid plan, and the plan gets foiled
1: every time. And they're part of a bigger conspiracy, just in case you didn't know. And that conspiracy is Pokemon. I don't actually know what the Team Rocket is about. They're, they just want to steal the mob, a Pikachu. They're the
0: Pokemon Mafia. That's they're it. They're the Pokemon mobsters. Yes, that's it. They're a secret organization.
1: Are they it, secret? I- they're an
0: illegal organization there that, like, go. use Pokemon. To, they exploit Pokemon. They use Pokemon to, like, you know, steal money and other illegal activities. So uh, the Pokemon anime series is currently advertised in English as Pokemon the series with the first season now titled Pokemon Indigo League. So if you want to watch this first series of Pokemon, it's called Pokemon Indigo League. It's on Netflix. Um, There have been eight generations of Pokemon video games as of 2019 with the anime largely following the game series lead. So anytime a new generation of Pokemon games comes out, uh, the anime will generally move to that game's location, have that game's like storyline and pokemon present, and well, that's, that's what cool. Ash is doing, yeah. The pokemon anime has spawned 23 feature films with 19 taking place within the show's canon. Uh, I've seen maybe 6 of those.
1: 6 of the shows?
0: Of the movies based oh, on okay, the show. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's like the Mewtwo one, the Entei one. <laughs> the one where Ash kisses the pokemon Ash does what? He kisses a Pokemon that's turned into a girl or something. ditto? No. Um, Who's that Pokemon? Zlatia.
1: Therapy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the 2017 film Pokemon the Movie I Choose You loosely adapts the show's pilot episode and much of the first season. That film has since spawned two direct sequels. Uh, we watched Pokemon the Movie I Choose You not too long ago. Would you recommend that one? Yes. You would? We all
1: had a lot of fun. Nothing was surprising.
0: There's a surprising twist at the end, and it shook us all.
1: Shook only the thieves. Everyone else was happy.
0: The show has also spawned two television specials, five spin off series, six Japanese variety shows, and 27 Pikachu shorts.
1: Twenty-seven?
0: Not to mention the massive pile of licensed merchandise. (laughs) Like, I I assume... Who could have forgotten? Like, I feel like Ash's face is on, like, a thousand different products.
1: Has launched a million different... uh, The face that has launched a million ships.
0: Yes. The show is the longest-running and most successful video game adaptation of all time. Wow. Yeah, because it's just been running for so long. Yeah. And... Just how big is Pokemon today? Well, the Pokemon franchise is estimated to be the highest grossing media franchise of all time. The game series is the fourth best-selling video game franchise of all time, with more than 380 million copies sold and 1 billion mobile downloads.
1: Mobile downloads for like Pokemon Go.
0: Oh. Yep. The trading card game is the highest-selling trading card game of all time, with over 34.1 billion cards sold. Yikes. And Pokemon is the world's top-selling toy brand. Well, yeah. And that's only scratching the surface.
1: Which surface?
0: And that's Pokemon. Woo! We did it. I was like, seriously, there's so much more we could talk about with Pokemon, but it's like, we, we can't. We can't. <laughs> We've been here for too long. <laughs> We've been here for too I long. I feel like I'm exhausted. I want to go, like, faint now. <laughs> 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 I've been... Ugh. That was a lot. It was a lot. But yeah, that was that was Pokemon. We did it. We did it.
1: Would you recommend it?
0: <laughs> I we I, we did that already. Yeah, I know. I would recommend it. But the question is, is it better than Recess? Um, Ooh, this is hard.
1: Yeah, that's that's a difficult one.
0: It's there... more ambitious than Recess. You know what?
1: I'm gonna say Pokemon's better. Disney doesn't need a win.
0: I, part of me want like it's like both have strengths and weaknesses, right? Mm-hmm. Like Pokemon is more ambitious. It's got that serialized story, you know, that's, mm-hmm. you know, it's been telling that story and there's development and stuff like that. Right. Uh, Recess, I think is better on a micro level. I think like each episode of Recess is better constructed, better paced, the writing's better, the characters are better. Mm-hmm. Pokemon might have better art in some places and, and obviously Pokemon's legacy just like far out anything that, uh. Right. The recess is done.
1: I think like I think we actually got the kiss we wanted in recess.
0: <laughs> yeah, Spinelli and uh TJ I think do get that kiss. Yeah. Part of me wants to just say a tie, because it's so difficult for me to choose.
1: Yeah, I think that I would have to agree just because like they're they're both kids' shows, but they're so different.
0: Yeah, they're very different. It's it's hard to it's hard to compare them. Yeah. But it's like, I, like I said, I think like on a micro level, like on episode by episode basis, recess is better. But on like, a, you know, looking at all things together, Pokemon's better. Yeah. It's yeah, I'm, I'm going.
1: Yeah, tie. let's go with the tie. It's a tie, it's like, baby. This is one of those ones that's just BB. it's just too difficult to. It's, like, it's way too hard. Really so figure out. Yeah.
0: Help us decide who won by participating in our poll on Twitter, and on Instagram. You don't
1: have to, but you should.
0: You should indeed. What's next runners up
1: uh yes if you would like to let's do it if um we were not watching Pokeman's for you we would be watching Sm- Smet guy what smart guy my Smar- phone oh
0: smart guy <laughs> my
1: phone didn't want to write it correctly smart guy which was also a runner-up for me
0: TJ Mowry? yep another TJ
1: he's a smart guy <laughs> not ash not ash. Smart guy. I like smart I like smart guy. Yeah, me too. It had a lot of, if you rewatch it, it's like fun. It had a lot of life also, lessons. I remember, it had a lot of license remember a young lessons. smart
0: guy. He went to a party and got drunk once.
1: Yeah. And a lot of black jokes. Like they were really fun. I've like, recently there's been a resurgence of just kind of like screen capping those things. And like there was an episode where the dad opened the back door and there were just two men in suits. And. Uh, I guess they're supposed to be FBI or something. And they're like, who's at the door? Like two white men in suits. Have you done anything? (laughs) (laughs) They were just like,
0: like, can we come in? Nope. (laughs) Um, see smart guy was one of those black sitcoms. I did watch
1: smart. It was a smart one. It's because it was on
0: Disney. It's true. It was on Disney channel.
1: Uh, Um, if we were, we could have also been watching power Rangers turbo.
0: Ah, power Rangers turbo is the car one.
1: Yes yes it is
0: yes it's oh. also the one where the little boy becomes the blue ranger which is lame <laughs> which is lame <laughs> it is lame i don't yeah. like it but yeah no no turbo i watched a lot of
1: um we could have also been watching south park for you
0: okay yeah so i feel like a lot of people they have they jump in on south park at mm-hmm. some point and then they jump out yeah. unless you're our friend scott <laughs> and you continue to watch it all the time Uh, But yeah, like I I watched a ton of like I watched like three seasons of South Park straight in high school, you know, and I watched a lot of the reruns on Comedy Central. Mm -hmm. But then you just jump out. Yeah. I don't think I've ever watched a full episode of South Park. It's something. It's it's like both smart and extremely lowbrow at the same time. You know, it like rides the line of being highbrow and lowbrow. Which
1: I've heard. I mean, I've definitely seen clips and stuff like that. I just like this isn't for me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's. It's a certain taste.
1: It's not my taste. Um, and then your last runner-up was the new Batman Superman adventure?
0: I was Because I was watching a lot of Kids WB in the afternoon, thanks to the Pokemon, Pokemon. I was also watching whatever they had after and before Pokemon. Mm. And that included the Batman and Superman animated series. <laughs> and I believe that show you just mentioned was a package deal where they would show, it was like one segment of Batman and one segment of Superman. Mm. You know, and I think that had, you know, Robin was involved. It basically paved the way- (laughs) Robin was involved. It paved the way for the DC animated universe with like the Justice League Mm -hmm. and Static Shock later and Teen Titans and all that
1: stuff. Love me some Static Shock. Um, That was it for you. For me, it was either gonna be Smart Guy or Cow and Chicken.
0: Oh God. (laughs) Cow and Chicken was, was one of those ugly cartoons that it's like, I watched, but did not like.
1: <laughs> Do you feel like you dodged
0: a bullet there? Yeah. Ugh. Cow and Chicken's hard.
1: Oh, man. It was, like, fine. It wasn't necessarily a show that I, I would, like, oh, yeah, this is my show. Or, like, well, obviously, I was going to say it is my show in some kind of sense. But, like... I didn't watch a lot of it. I just didn't watch a lot of shows at the time when we were going through our runners up. I was like, I really didn't watch very much that came out this year. I was too busy rewatching or continuing watching whatever I had already been
0: watching. Wow. Watching watching the recess. Yeah. So let's close out with his plugs. Uh, If you want to follow the show on Twitter and on Instagram, you can do that at medium eight show. We are at mm-hmm. Show on Twitter and on Instagram. Yep.
2: yep.
0: Uh, you can do us a few favors. You can subscribe to our podcast on your podcast platform of choice. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, we're on Podbean. We're on iTunes. We're on uh, Google Podcasts. We're on Amazon.
1: you want us to be.
0: So, yeah, give us a like. Uh, give us five-star review. Tell your friends that you like this show and you want them to like this show. Yeah. It's a Pokemon episode, man. It's like an easily <laughs> shareable one. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at RobTheMaster. Uh, I host a wrestling YouTube show called Keep Kayfabe. That's K A Y F A V E. Mm-hmm. And I write for a video game website. Speaking of Nintendo, my website is all about the Legend of Zelda video game series. It's called ZeldaDungeon.net. So if you like Zelda, check that out. Were
1: you into Pokemon or Zelda first? Pokemon. Mm. Yeah,
0: yeah, Pokemon first. So in a, in a. Alternate universe, I could have been writing for a Pokemon fan site.
1: <laughs> Are those things yeah. Is that a real thing?
0: Yep. Okay. What do you got going on?
1: Um, nothing. I am a nothing or a nobody.
0: Check out uh
1: <laughs> why do you see this is why I don't say anything because you're gonna say it.
0: Check, check out Taming tales Don't on do YouTube. it.
1: I deleted the I deleted the account. He doesn't know that because he hasn't gone and looked at it.
0: But <laughs> that's the end of our show. So, um, in trying to decide what we're going to close out this episode with, um, I thought... Okay, I what really po- thought it was going to be the
1: Pokemon, right? No. So,
0: versa. here's here's the, here's what I was thinking. Ash Ketchum has just left his town, his Pallet Town, right? Mm-hmm, he's off mm-hmm. on his adventure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just like in the game, he leaves Pallet Town and he's heading off to his first city. Do you know the name of the city that Ash is going to and also the, the second city you visit in the Pokemon game? Viridian. So, he's on the road to Viridian City, which... Just so happens to be the name of a song on that To Be a Master oh my audio CD. So we're going to close out this episode with Viridian City by Jason Page and Andre Betts. So that is that. We will see you all down the road. With the Viridian City road. We'll see you on the road to Viridian City <laughs> next time with our movies of 1998. And remember, kids, always have an open heart
1: and a bowl of cereal.